And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed Reacts. We're going to be covering Ed Kemper. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm here with Angela. Let's get into it. Special Agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. This is what Fed Reacts covers. Defender Jeffrey Williams and Associate Weissel did commit the felony. So here's what 6 9 actually got. Magatary conspiracy. This attack shifted the whole U.S. government. This guy got arrested. Espionage, okay? Trading secrets with the Russians. John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. the killer clown, okay? One of the most prolific serial killers of all time. Killed 33 people. Zodiac Killer is a pseudonym of an unidentified serial killer who operated in Northern California. All these serial killers, guys, they really get off on getting attention from the media. Many years, Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his home. It was OJ working together to get Nicole killed. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. And we are back. What's up, guys? Welcome uh, to Fed Reacts. I'm excited to bring you guys this episode. I'm here with Angie and Mo, a.k.a. Mo in the back, helping out. Uh, hopefully we're able to uh and mo l producer um mo you there okay there you go mo um so yeah uh guys uh this one has been requested for a very long time um you guys have been asking for this guy ed kemper aka the co-ed killer for a few months now mm -hmm. um but yeah before we get into it um Angie, you want to introduce yourself to the people and um give some updates on what's going on um, hello, people. Uh, my name is Angie. My name is actually Angelica, but you know, I like Angie because you gringos can pronounce it well. Damn. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally uh, covering Ed Kemper. I was the one who pushed this case because you guys keep asking for it, but it keeps losing on the polls. And I know this case is very interesting. I personally study it like very well, like deeply. So this case is very interesting. I watch. All the documentaries there is to watch about this guy, and I watch My Hunter too, which is a quite interesting um, series on Netflix. You guys should check it out for sure. And yeah, I mean, what there is to say, this guy is insane. I'm sure you guys are gonna love it because you are sickos and you like these kind of cases. So I hope you guys do like it. Uh, don't forget to follow Fat Reacts on Instagram. Fed Reacts on Instagram at Fed Reacts. Um, I'll be active there, uh, posting reels and polls and stuff. So yeah, make sure you guys check check us out there. And please don't follow me on Instagram. Do not. I see you guys asking for my Instagram all the time. Did you say do not? Please do not follow me. Damn. Yes. Okay. And now Mo. <laughs> Yo, what's going on? This is Big Mo or Media Mo. I be seeing y'all in the chat. I love it either way. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to be here with you guys. So, uh, W, you guys in the chat. Uh, shout out to all you guys. Shout out to Discord gang. Oh, God. Um, if you guys want to follow me, you guys are. You guys can feel free to. You guys can follow me. Don't follow Angie, but you guys can follow me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it is Big Mo underscore B I T W. That is B I G M O underscore B I T W. Don't forget the memo to believe in Big Mo because that is the M O. Bam. Um, so, uh, guys, we're live on Rumble and on YouTube right now, as you guys know. We got um, demonetized on YouTube, which kind of sucks. But we got we are live right now on CastleClub.tv, guys. Again, that website is called CastleClub.tv. Uh, Mo, if you can get a chance and bring it up it's on screen for the people. Yeah, if you can bring it up on screen for the people when you get a chance. Um, yeah, guys, on there we're going to be doing... Um, 
extended live streams. We're going to be doing Zoom calls on there. We're going to bring back the Zoom calls that we used to do back in the day on Patreon. For all you OG supporters, you guys used to watch us back in the day. We used to do Zoom calls with y'all on Patreon. We're going to bring those back on um, on castleclub.tv, which is basically locals. Um, we're going to be doing uh, videos where we answer Q&As like we used to back in the day. Uh, so you guys are going to get a lot of content on there. And also, Fresh, since you guys know he doesn't really do vlogs anymore, um, so what he's going to do is he's going to put his vlogs in his I, the IRL streams that we do when we travel. Those are all going to be on castleclub.tv. So if you guys want to see all the crazy stuff behind the scenes, check us out over there. Also, we do pre-shows with the girls where Icy interviews them and you know shows yeah. you guys the behind the scenes of setting up and everything else like that. So castleclub.tv, guys, is going to be the main place to be. And we're running a promo, guys. Um, go ahead and get in there now. Uh, it's only 100 bucks uh, for the year. If you type in the uh, um, the code Castle um, at the checkout again, that code is Castle at checkout, and you'll basically instantly get. It's only hundred bucks for the year versus paying twenty bucks a month. And uh, yeah, man, we hope to see you guys in there. It's going to be lit. We got a bunch of y'all in there. It's it's uh, it's a good time. So uh, yeah, um, Mo, anything you got else? Uh, that's all. You know, I'm just. Oh, do you got the screen up by chance? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have the file. No, not, not the, the website, dude. The, the castleclub.tv website. Ah, got it. That's what I meant. Stupid. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, guys, Mo's doing a million things at once. He's dealing with the chat and everything. Because yeah. we don't got Bills. Bills, obviously, the uh, pro when it comes to uh, Streamlabs. But, um, you know, I try to conserve him for the main show. Uh, bam, there you guys go. It's uh, castleclub.tv. There's a website. Um, you just put in the promo code CASTLE at checkout. It's only 100 bucks, and you get it for the year, man. And you're going to get all the exclusive stuff behind the scenes because, like I said before, YouTube demonetizes. So we're going to give you all some more exclusive content over there, man. It is what it is. We can't put everything on YouTube anymore, um, especially since they censor the crap out of us nowadays, you know. So it is what it is, man. We can't certain guests and certain interviews, so we can't put them on YouTube anymore. I mean, we did an interview with Jackson Hinkle. We had to pretty much put that on Rumble. We couldn't even put keep that on YouTube, man. So um, if you guys want exclusive content like that, man, uh, check it out over there at castleclub.tv. Um, and, yeah. Other than that, um, um, You ahead. guys, make sure to also follow us on Rumble. We also we have, finally, Fed Reacts on Rumble. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to check us out there. You, you just got to follow us. You don't got to do much, Do right? we have crime scene photos for this one? What? Do we have crime scene photos for I this one? I found some. I found uh, Ed Kemper's mom head. Oh. Uh, I do not want to show it, though. It's kind yeah, of... yeah, no. Well, we can do it on Rumble. Okay. Yeah, well, now that we're on Rumble, because as you guys know, long-time watchers of Fed Reacts, you guys know that a lot of the time, crime scene photos, we can't show you guys. We just have to mm -hmm. give you like links a lot of the times. Um, but now that we're on Rumble, we can go ahead and show you guys yeah. those crime scene photos. So uh, we'll probably go ahead and uh, show you guys some of them on this one. Angie will pull them up, because... For some odd reason, she's really good at finding these crime scene photos that are graphic. <laughs> sick. Sick, sick, sick. But anyway. Uh, yeah. I just like to research. And... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go ahead. And, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I just like to research. But, yeah, we're going to have those uh, photos over on the Rumble side, guys. You guys know, we, you know we'll cut over to Rumble towards the end. Um, but we want to stay up on, on YouTube as long as possible. Because we know that a lot of you guys might not find the channel um, any other way. So, um, so yeah, man, it is what it is, man. Like I said, we're demonetized, but that doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the train keeps going, you know, at the end of the day, the show goes on and, uh, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs>
My hair is oh back, my aka God. look at that. Oh yeah, them three sixties is yeah, here. Yeah, and I got y'all see that. <laughs> guys, as you can see, Fire is going crazy with these waves. There are like brushes everywhere. Mo, put your camera real quick. <laughs> can they see? Oh yeah, there's there one back there. Right there. I got a couple of brushes. <laughs> I got I got them at uh, <laughs> I got them in uh, strategical places all over the spot. Just the hood, ain't yeah. <laughs> you guys see that? For all the people that were saying, Myron, you're bald. Oh, yeah? Well, look at me now. Yeah. Look at that. You Woo! see that luscious hair? Woo! We spinning now, baby. Man, we get, man, you about to get the chat seasick up yeah, in this, man, all these waves going on. Y'all see that? Oh, yeah. People oh, were seeing yeah. that were swimming and I couldn't understand it. Yeah, boy. We, we For all the people that say, Myron, you ain't black. What is this? <laughs> what is this curly hair that you see? I thought it was supposed to be long and straight like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to have that straight, weird, straggly hair, guys. But look at me. I'm a nigga just like the rest of y'all. It's supposed to it's supposed to go long and down like Angie's yeah. hair. Well, it's actually, to, hit yeah. camera three real quick. We ain't done. Y'all see? Oh, Woo! you see that connected? Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Woo. Okay, but he doesn't want to put like on the drag. I'm going to change my name from Myra to Byron. I'm officially black. Feels good, man. Feels good for all the people out there that don't want to <laughs> acknowledge me as a part gotta, of the team. You got to wear the doctor. Ooh, boy. This a hood, ain't it? Yeah, this a hood, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. Man, where are you guys at now for all you guys? Byron, you bald. You Indian. <laughs> all right. Okay. I got to stop Okay, span Durag Myron now. Nah, chill, man. Y'all will never see Durag Myron. But you will see Wavy Myron. <laughs> oh, hey, no. Nah, I want to see Durag Myron. Yeah. What you talking about? Nah, chill, man. Yeah. Y'all will a... never see that. What? I'm not that black. Uh, what? Uh, 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 all right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, and all natural, too, guys. No product in this. No, no product in my hair at all. Like, literally yeah. just brushing like a wild man the past uh, few weeks. So, yeah. No product. No Dax. I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about. With the, Mo, you remember the Dax back in the day? The what? Dax. Dax. Show the chat. I know some people in the chat are going to know what this is. Dax. D-A-X. It comes in like an orange can. Right? And you put that joint like this. Oh, like, like, and then you like, put like, it the, in like the beeswax. Yeah. 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 Yo, show, show the YouTube chat, bro. I, I will. I, will. I, know, I know in the chat they know what I'm talking about, man. What happened, yeah. I'm I'm just doing the um you know the rumble ch just screening the rumble chat. That's no, no 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 show the restream chat. Yeah, I know. ninja. Yeah 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 yeah. Got you got you. Yeah yeah yeah. D A X. Interact with the people, huh? D A X. D A X. Yeah yeah. Way back in the day, like what like it came in an orange or red can, back when I got it. I don't know how it looks now. Oh but okay, I see. It's it. like kind of like a <laughs> the small. It's like a small circle can. Yeah, it's pomade. Kind of like, kinda like how, how, how those you know? Altoids. Yeah. 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 It's on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, this thing right here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it right there. Yeah, man. When I got my ways back in like 07, 08, I used, I used Dax back then, man. But never again, bro. This is all natural, man. Nothing. Just crazy brushing, bro. It's it's a lot of work. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, you had the double-sided brush? Yeah, <laughs> double-sided brush. Brushing like crazy. Just, mm -hmm. You know, so and you gotta wolf it for a little bit too. I mean, I'm, I could do a video for you guys on how to get waves. Yeah, you guys, really uh, you gotta, you gotta appreciate Myron's uh, effort for these waves because I did buy him like a texturizer and he doesn't want to use it. I refuse it. to use he it. He refused to use it. I was like, no, Angie, I appreciate you buying me this, but I'm not using it. God damn it, I'm gonna do this naturally. All right. 
right. natural. Natural. All natural. Okay. Um, so, how did we even get on that topic? We're supposed to be talking about serial killers, not hair. Yeah, well. Um, you anyway, love your waist way to too much now. Welcome, welcome to, the, to the least professional true crime channel on YouTube, but the best true crime Facts. channel on YouTube. We're the best. Um, we're going to be talking about Ed Kumper today. So, um, let's go ahead and uh, pull up. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's pull up the Ed Kumper wiki real fast. Yes. You should have said it just like a radio host. Well, somebody that doesn't have waves too much, Ed Kemper, you guys. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't have spinning waves, but he was spinning on the chicks. Though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you all about to oh see about this guy. Oh my god. Um, Edmund Emil Kemper the third, born uh, December eighteenth, nineteen forty-eight, is an American serial killer who murdered eight people, including a fifteen-year-old girl, his own mother, and her best friend, from May nineteen seventy-two to April nineteen seventy-three. Years earlier, at the age of fifteen, Kemper had murdered his paternal grandparents. Kemper was nicknamed the Coed Killer as most of his non-familiar victims were female college students hitchhiking in the vicinity of Santa Cruz County, California. Most of his murders included necrophilia. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, decapitation and dismemberment. Found sane and guilty at his trial in 1973, Kemper requested death penalty for his crimes. Capital punishment was suspended in California at the time, and he instead received eight concurrent life sentences. Since then, he has been incarcerated at the California Medical Facility in um, Vacantville. Uh, You're still alive, you guys. Yeah, he's still alive. He's, he's still, still alive? alive to this day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, uh, born 1948, yeah. 74 years old. And he's in Burbank, California. So um, one of the few serial killers that's still alive. Yeah. All the most famous ones are, are gone now. Yeah. Um, and just so you guys know, what did I tell you about the 1970s? They were going crazy in the 70s, man, mm -hmm. with these serial killers, man. Yep. Um, he will be able to ask for parole next year, 2024. Oh, really? Again, because he's been, he been applying for parole a few times now, and he's been denied, of course. And he's gonna, Do you think he's going to get it? He's going to try again next year. How many times has he tried this point at this point? I think three or four times, pretty much, because, yeah, he got, in, like, yeah. Yeah, he got incarcerated in the 75, I think it was, 73, I can't remember. And he's tried a million times till now he's yeah. old he's old now he's like i don't know oh well there you go yeah he's 74. 74 well he's he's uh they let out um what's that chick's name i forget her name but oh, she was a part charles of charles manson from the she's a part of the yeah. charles manson crew that killed uh yeah. people violently and she they let her out yeah i saw Wild. i saw a comment very interesting because this guy has an iq of 136 which oh, yeah. is pretty much a genius way above average so it's crazy that he just decided to be double the IQ of some of the girls that come on this podcast. <laughs> Misogyny. <laughs> What's your IQ? You uh, last time I checked, it was like 118, 120. Okay. When I did my last IQ test. Yeah, mine is. I don't know, though. I suck at math, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's just accurate, man. Like, I, I failed algebra uh, um, my freshman year of high school. But again, I was like not trying like that. But whatever. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I'm like the smartest guy. I just like have common sense. I would say that's what I got. Like yeah, I, yeah. I have the ability to be like, oh, yeah, okay. I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. What well, crazy fact for you? The person with the highest IQ in the world is somebody from I think it's Missouri, and it's a woman. So misogyny. Really? Yeah. She probably two fifty five. Wait, a woman? Yeah, man. Stop the cap. <laughs> she probably cheated. Three eighty or something. Stop the cap. Yeah. She probably cheated. <laughs> yeah, she probably cheated, bro. Stop the cap. No such thing. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> Stop the cap. Uh, all right. Um, Anyways. Uh, all right. So, yeah, it was like 118, 120, somewhere around there last time I took it. But, um, yo, y'all are, uh, you, you ready to, um, 
Okay, okay, so we got a documentary that we're going to play. Yeah. And we got uh, we got the audience split. We got about 800, 900 y'all over on Rumble, and then we got another uh, 700 plus y'all on YouTube. But we're really splitting the audience here. It's fine, though. Whatever you got, however you guys want to watch us, you know, whether you want to watch us on YouTube, you want to watch us on Rumble, it's cool. Just don't forget to like the video. And, mm-hmm. and for you guys that are watching on Rumble, can you guys do me a huge favor? I would really, really appreciate this. Just to get the engagement up, because I noticed that we're splitting the audience and it hurts with the algo a bit. If you're watching on Rumble, open up a tab and on, on YouTube and watch it on YouTube as well. And just like the video. Like, it means a lot to me if you guys could do that. Because mm-hmm. like I said before, videos demon- channels demonetize. You don't got to donate a dollar. If you want to join CastleClub.tv, awesome. But if you don't um, and you want to just support for free, totally cool. Just open up another tab. Open up YouTube, type in Fed Reacts, and um, have the window open on YouTube. And we'll continue to watch on Rumble. Just like the video and have it run in there so that we can um, get the viewership up. Because when you split the audience, guys, a little YouTube trick for you guys that um, want to live stream or whatever. Um, anytime you split the audience, it kind of sucks. Because what ends up happening is like YouTube doesn't recommend the stream as hard when you have less viewers. So um, you like the more viewers you have on YouTube, that's why we kill the streams on the other ones. The more viewers you have the more it pushes you in the YouTube algo to be discovered. So, um, you know, you kind of split the audience when you're on Rumble and on YouTube at the same time. But, hey, man, Rumble is home. Uh, but, yeah, just open up another tab. I'd really appreciate it. like the video. Let's get the engagement up. And, um, yeah, so we got a documentary that we're going to react to. This one's a pretty good one, man. It's uh, it's not that long. It's only about 37 minutes, so you guys won't have to bear my bad jokes for that long on this one. Um, <laughs> I think Angie will go ahead and uh, have an interview for you guys queued up as well that we can um, – play yeah. uh but this one is titled when police realize their friend is a serial killer they're going to be re- reacting to this video what channel does this come from by the way let's give this guy a shout out uh um crime, crime a-, a to z yeah. check him out man like the video you know let's like and subscribe to his channel show him some love man because it ain't easy making this type of content so we're going to react to it give him some and show him some love support so uh crime a to z so uh let's go ahead and enlarge that mo and uh get cracking on this Oh, yeah, for the algo. Yep, comment below. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, baby, for the algo. So um, let's go ahead. It's 1972, and police are frustrated as a killer is murdering female college students and completely evading their detection. Meanwhile, one man who would normally stand out in a crowd of thousands is flying under the radar, completely undetected. Pause real quick, Mo. Um, can we put the um, the subtitles in there? And then, I wonder what was going on in 1972 at the time. Let's, uh, we wanted t- to look it up? Yeah, yeah. Look up what was going on in 1972. Like, the notable events, uh, Angie. The United States. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Mo. Let's keep running it. At 6 feet, 9 inches, and 285 pounds, Ed Kemper is impossible to miss. Pause. But he's been befriending off-duty. I don't know if y'all have ever met somebody that's 6 foot 9, but that's literally, like, the, the towers okay. over everyone. So, fun fact: this guy reached the six foot three, which is Myron's height, 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 right? Really yeah. six foot. Yeah, height. Uh, when he was fifteen years old. Damn. Holy. What? Yeah, and he reached the six what foot the nine fuck? when he was twenty-one, which is insane. Like, you guys, it's literally Myron, but like with another person. Yeah, and and as a kid, that's what actually what made him very awkward was his height. Yeah. So it kind of ostracized him. Too. So, um, all right, let's keep running, and then we'll hit the Rumble rants and chats he after as well. like 300 pounds. Too. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this, guys. If you want to go ahead and donate to the show, fnfsuperchat.com, 
um, and you could go ahead and donate to the show, and it ends up being um, on the show. Well, your super chat comes up on screen. That's how you super chat on the show or Rumble Rant, either or, whichever one you prefer. Um, and let's uh, let's make sure that we put that on the website, Mo. At the yeah. top of the description. Of yes, stuff. it is. Is there? Okay. So yeah, so, if you guys want to go ahead and get involved in the show and have your chat shown, just like I said before, F N F. So Frank November Frank again, superchat.com. Okay, so in 1972, uh, the president of the United States was Richard Nixon. Yep. Okay, the vice president was Spiro Agnew. Uh, there were a few events. Uh, he made the Richard, the president Richard Nixon made the development of space shuttle program. Okay. In, Fe- in January, in February, uh, the uh, Mariner Nine sends picture from Mars. Uh, so okay, so you guys made it to Mars in the 1970s. That's insane. Yep. You didn't know that. Uh, what else went on? Uh, I think inflation was high at that time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there is. They're gonna say something in the documentary. I think um, Ed Kemper got uh, run over. You saw that he got run over and he got injured. And he, uh, how do you call it when you like somebody does something to you and you like take legal actions? What's the, what's uh, fun the fact, 1972 was also the longest year. It was a leap year, and uh, it also included two leap seconds. One added to the clock on June 30th, another added before 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on June thir- on December 31st. Interesting. Um, what do you call it when somebody was, when you get run over and you have to take legal action to, on that person? Oh, they sued them? Oh, yeah, yeah. He sued the person, and uh, he sued them, and he got reimbursed for like $50,000. 50, $50,000. Fifteen thousand oh, dollars. Yes, yes. And it's now like a hundred thousand, like today. Back then, so, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, ni- uh, fun facts about nineteen seventy-two, guys. So, obviously, the beginning of the Watergate controversy with Richard Nixon. Uh, we had uh, the Munich Olympics massacre on September fifth, nineteen seventy-two, um, which. Um, uh, all I'm gonna say is uh, some Palestinians and uh, kidnap some, and uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the Vietnam War continues. <laughs> yeah. We're still on YouTube. So um, let's see here. The Pioneer 10 spacecraft was launched into space on March 3rd, 1972. Um, the Equal Rights Amendment passes in the U.S. Congress on March 22nd, 1972. Uh, President Nixon announces further withdrawal of American troops from Vietnam. Um, let's see. The Apollo 17 mission on uh, December 7th, 1972. Uh, and then we had the founding of Atari. Wow. The first Ooh. video game. Shout out to you. Wayne, 10 bucks. Myron, you have ever covered Henry Lee Lucas? Um, there was a movie made about his case called Henry. I have not. <laughs> but, we, uh, but I could look it up. The Bloody Sunday incident in Northern Ireland on uh, January 30th. And then the Strategic Arm Limitations Talk, SALT, agreement is signed. Uh, somebody asked me to look up the biggest music single in 1972. It was the first time I ever saw your face. The first time ever I saw your face by Roberto Black. Flack. That was the hottest song in 1972. Yeah, yeah, the Billboard Year End uh, from the Hot Hundred, so what? it was the top one. What it was the top one? What was the name of it? The first time ever I saw your face the by Roberta time... Flack. Okay, for the first time. It must be like a blue or something. Ever I saw your face. Yeah. Let's see if I ever heard this. The number two was Alone Again Naturally by Gilbert O. Sullivan. 
The number two was American Pie by Doug McLean. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Oh, you know it. <laughs> There you go. Mo knows that. For <laughs> the <him>. 70s. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know how. I remember that song. I don't Probably know your how mom's. Your, no, your dad? no, they 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 only know they don't know any American songs from, oh, from back then. <laughs> okay, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the number four was "Without You" by Harry Nielsen. I have no idea who's this who these people is. And my mom was alive in the 70s, so I have no idea. Do you know anymore, Myron? You find it? Their 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 parents was also in like Sudan, so I don't. All, all oh, of, that's true. None of none of our parents were even in America on some well, of these mom, songs. Well, yeah. my mom was very like big in the American culture, so she loved the Beatles. She loved Michael Jackson. She loved uh, this gay this gay singer. What's the what's the gay singer? Oh, Elton John. Elton John. Yeah, yeah David Bowie. Like she was huge in this like David American. Bowie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, these these are British people, but you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I didn't even know yeah. they were British. Either. I, don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think David Bowie is British. Elton John, I'm not sure if he's British. Can you guys put it in the chat? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't know. <laughs> But yeah, um, I do love like the '80s. You know, like Cindy Lauper, some of the Madonna song, some of them not. Uh, some. I was I was more into like. Um, Then I mean, because I grew up, but '90s R&B that was like my oh no, thing. of course, yeah, of course, like I love the '90s, Na '90s and '80s R&B. You know, like old music. I'm yeah. talking about old music. Like, yeah, I don't what know do about you know it. about old music. Me, I listen. I had listened a lot of like Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, um, okay. Boys to Men, New Edition. Um, uh, I'll tell you the best song in 1972 right now. What? <laughs> Isn't that from the movie? That you wanted to... <laughs> what? what the hell? <laughs> That's from the movie that you wanted to... Okay, okay, okay. I see. I see what uh -oh, Warren is uh -oh. doing uh -oh. right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're on YouTube, Warren. We're on YouTube. Remember, we're on YouTube. Yeah, that came out in 1972. <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you that's from you Reservoir wanted, Dogs. That's why you wanted to do it. Oh, Lord, man. Yeah, that's my favorite song right there. And there's a bunch of reasons why, which you guys will see one day once we get out of the band from YouTube. Oh, my God. If you guys will understand this context right now, you will flip it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I wish I could do it right now for y'all, but we will get canceled instantly if I do what I wanted to do with that song. Oh, We will get insta canceled, bro. We're, we're, Mo bro, will start finished. losing his mind, bro. We're finished. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. All right, um, let's continue with the documentary. Yeah, that song came out in 1972. Stuck in the middle with you. Famous song from a very famous scene from the movie Reservoir Dogs. I know some of y'all ninjas know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they know. They're saying it. They, yeah, they know. Mm -hmm. They, they know. knew right away. Yeah. Good yeah. movie. Good movie. Police officers at a bar near the courthouse, getting as much inside information on the case as he can. With his near genius level IQ, he is gaming the entire trade. They buy me a beer, I buy them a beer. Uh, casual relationships, but that was I was poking around a little bit trying to find some things out. I knew they wouldn't be privy to hot information, but there were some things that were bothering me. Like were there any speculations on how they were dying? How did you get the knowledge to outsmart the police? Watching television. Believe it or not, <laughs> Joseph Wambaugh, police story, got some tremendous insights into not just 
the gimmicks, the actual things, the tidbits that you would pick up from their procedures. But the mechanics behind that, the logic behind it, was I would not allow myself to walk into even a potential trap of behavior. Pause. And one of those was talking. So you guys are going to see a, a trend here with uh, with Kemper. The guy was very smart, and he, what he would do is he would align himself with law enforcement and or professional staff mm-hmm. um, and give himself an advantage and give himself a kind of insight as to how they do the job. And, uh, you know, this wasn't by mistake. He knew exactly what he was doing. He would, you know, talk, pry some information out here and there, befriend them. And, um, and he was very, you know, very nice and cordial with these individuals, even though he was like a maniac. He was um, very social and cordial <laughs> with the police officers and the law enforcement in general. And you can see the guy's well-spoken, kind of fairly disarming, right? Um, doesn't look like he's going to be, like, you know, a harmful killer. Um, <clears throat> and then also, uh, he gave a lot of interviews uh, after he was caught. Mm-hmm. And um, he went into detail about how he was able to kind of get away with things, which gave um, the FBI a lot of insights to how to identify serial killers. Keep going strong, brother, from Mr. Um, WeBuyHouses.com. Shout out to you, bro. I appreciate the support so much. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Yes. ...about those crimes too much to people, initiating conversations about that. There was a, a memorial service for two of the victims. Yes. Were you tempted to go? Yes. But I'd uh, seen one too many episodes and one too many crime shows where that is one of the available resources for clues. Welcome back to Crime H to Z, where we detail cases and criminals from their very beginning until well after other reporting ends. Today, we'll be talking about one of the most gruesome serial killer cases in American history, the case of the co-ed killer. With an IQ at near genius level, serial killer Ed Kemper was able to outsmart police and tragically, his victims, at every single turn. His unassuming personality would be so enchanting that even a call into police to confess his murders would lead to them sending him away in disbelief. Santa Cruz, California was traditionally a quiet beach town complete with surfers and retirees, at least until 1965, the year the University of Santa Cruz was built. With residents suddenly spilling over from relatively nearby San Francisco, the college turned the town from a peaceful, quiet retirement community into more of a bustling, youthful, loose and free-spirited city, similar to its hippie, Berkeley, California counterpart. So all was fine in the city until 1972. Suddenly, girls began to go missing and body parts began to wash ashore. Someone was killing young female or co-ed hitchhikers, and the community wondered whether the fairly recent change in its residential makeup was to blame. Real quick, um... the media. Uh, back in that era, like in 1970s, the, the early 1970s, there were two other uh, serial killers active in Santa Cruz, California. These were uh, John Frazier and Herbert Mullins, and they were also killing like girls. So uh, very often they will confuse the victims w- from one another. And that also made by the press, they made the Santa Cruz, they, they named Santa Cruz the murder capital of the world back then. God damn, they killing women like that? Yeah. Misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were going crazy out there back then, man. Yeah. So. I quickly dubbed the elusive killer, the co-ed butcher. On December 18, 1948, Edmund Emil Kemper III was born in Burbank, California to two very disciplinarian parents, Cornell Kemper and Edmund Kemper II. He was the only son and the middle child. While Kemper looked up to his father, he resented his harshly punitive and verbally abusive mother. His parents would divorce when the younger Ed was nine years old. After which, Cornell moved away with Ed and his two sisters. Pause. 
At an early age, Kemper began... Fun fact, yeah, he was born 9th, uh, December 18th. Um, another person that was born December 18th as well that was a notorious alleged serial killer was Arthur Lee Allen. He was the prime suspect uh, to be the, the Zodiac, Zodiac killer. killer. Yeah. So, and that birthday actually is how um, they ended up like pointing to him as being one of the primary suspects for the Zodiac killer. So, I did an episode on the Zodiac killer, by the way, guys, if you guys want to go ahead and watch it. Um, but yeah, Arthur Lee Allen was actually identified by one of the individuals that the Zodiac Killer shot back in 1969, I want to say. Nice. Uh, so, so yeah, he was he was identified, but he ended up dying in 1992 before they could positively um, tie him to the crimes and interview him uh, rightfully. But he was a top suspect um, as a Zodiac Killer, and he was also born on December 18th, so very interesting. Let's keep going. And showing classic signs of serial killer pathology including torturing insects and animals, and performing rituals with his sister's dolls, which resulted in severing their heads and hands. He remembered how, as a small boy, he used to slip out of his house, go to his second grade teacher's house, and armed with his father's bayonet, observe her through the windows. In later interviews, he admitted that gas chamber and electric chair were some of his favorite games to play when he was a child. At age 10, Kemper buried a pet cat alive, dug it up, severed its head, and placed it on a spike. Kemper admitted in a later interview that he enjoyed lying to his family about At murdering At age 10, a cat. Kemper buried and a few years later when he was 13, he murdered another family cat because he thought it favored his sister over him. So. He preserved separated parts of the cat's remains in his closet until his mother discovered them. I, I wrote that On one here. occasion, when Kemper's older sister- pause, this too. guy <laughs> was on some demon time. Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote like each fact here on my notebook and I wrote it with like red flags. Because yeah. when you have a kid, <laughs> 10 years old, right. 10 years old, uh, Burying a cat alive and then beheaded the the head taking out beheading. the yeah beheading yeah beheading. the head and the stuff that's insane like we have a we have as a psychologist we'll have like a field day with this kid like it would be like it would be insane and then doing it again at 13 years old another red flag it's insane <laughs> um, and also a lot of serial killers um actually um, sh- that, yeah, yeah did this um I think Ed Gein did this um. Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey he didn't necessarily Dahmer. kill the animals, but Jeffrey Dahmer liked to like, um, he would the find organs. the roadkill and he would play with the organs and like yeah. kind of learn the anatomy. Um, who else did this? There was someone else I'm trying to think. I think it was John Wayne Gacy. No? I don't know if John Wayne Gacy killed animals. Yeah, because AKA that's a trait that a lot of serial killers uh, tend to have, like yeah. uh, playing with like dead animals yeah. or like killing Dahmer animals. was the most famous that used to do it as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Gacy did as well, but yes, it's it, this is common amongst a lot of serial killers where um, you see this uh, proclivity to violence and gore and blood at a young age. So uh, yeah, he's out here killing cats. I guess he didn't like cats. Or dogs or stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or animals. He didn't do nothing to dogs. It just seems like it's all cats. Yeah. So. But but this is a. I mean, cats red suck. Flag. Yeah, but like, goddamn, bro, you don't gotta <laughs> do all that. Holy. It is a big red flag. Like, if your kids is killing animals... Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, for any of you guys out there, your kid is out here killing animals, yeah, bro, you might want to mm-hmm. make sure you ain't raising the second Ted Bundy. Re- negatively, punish that bad behavior immediately. You need to turn into Frank Castle with that kid. And punish... Hey, what are you doing? Bong! Just hit him. Damn. Wait, what? Are you <laughs> <laughs> saying that on YouTube. Oh, yeah, we're on YouTube. <laughs> Emotional damage. That's what's going to happen to the kid, bro. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. well... Hey man, I, I'm I'm a proponent of beating children uh, when they do bad things. Of course, uh, you know I got hit as a kid and I turned out okay. 
Yeah, that's not. That's that's maybe that's not that's a good example. Not but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. I like I I genuinely do no. think that kids should be spanked when they do stupid things. I they need to be disciplined physically. Disciplined. Physically. Physically. <laughs> Damn. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> when they mess up, you give them that quick slap. You know what I'm saying? Like panic boom. That's how you do it. Or if they really mess up, you give them the. Oh, you can. Damn. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> teased him about why he would not try to kiss his teacher. He responded, if I kiss her, I have to kill her first. As the years pass... What? Yeah, he's crazy, bro. Deviant. Temper grew bigger and stronger, which was not surprising given that his mother was six feet and his father six feet eight. Damn. Jeez. But Kemper's bizarre behavior also grew and became more concerning. As a result, his mother used to lock him in the basement for the night out of fear that he might sexually abuse his sisters. Kemper was locked underground in complete darkness, with the trap door on the floor covered by the kitchen table to ensure oh, he could not escape. Oh, Kemper was terrified and traumatized. And it was those nights in the darkness where he allowed his hatred of women to fester and grow. Goddamn. When Kemper was 14, he ran away from Boss. home to reconcile with his father. He could have used the Fresh Fit podcast, man. We would have taught him how to channel that misogyny. Mm. Goddamn, bro. Misogyny. He really, he really hated women, but it was mostly, mostly because of his mother. Yeah. Because of the abuse of that. Yeah, his, his mom. His, his mom did some fucked up shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's and on. his grandma too. Oh yeah. See it later. Yeah, facts. Learned that his father had remarried and had a stepson. Kemper stayed with his father for a short while, but within a few months, his father sent him away to live with his paternal grandparents in North Fork, California. Kemper was devastated. He hated living in North Fork. He described his grandfather as senile and said that his grandmother constantly emasculated his grandfather and himself. At age 15, Pause. after he'd been living with his grandparents- See, so, again, people say all the time, Oh, fresh and fit, you guys, like, teach guys to be misogynistic, blah, blah, blah. Misogyny. My, what I always say is, actually, if anything, we teach guys how to understand women so they don't hate them for what they'll never be. Like when you see BS happening, like your grandma or a female family member emasculating a male in your family, you just know, okay, this is female nature. Maybe I can give my uncle or dad the rational male or teach them, hey, this is how women are, et cetera. Like I think a lot of the times when guys end up having frustrations or anger or resentment towards women, it comes from an inability to understand them. And they don't understand that men and women are very different. And they try to they try to look at women from a male lens. And I think that's the worst thing you do. Because if you look at women from a male lens, you're going to be pissed off, dude. You're going to be very angry because women interpret the world much differently than we do. And uh, I think a lot of that frustration comes out sometimes through violence, unfortunately, right? Um, yeah. I don't want to sit here and say, fresh or fit is preventing serial killers. But I genuinely do think that we teach guys to number one, understand women, and number two, not hate women for what they're never going to be to you, okay? They're not men. They're not going to think like men. And then most importantly, we tell you guys on the pod all the time, never raise your hand at a woman. Even if she hits you first, don't do it. You know? Don't ever do it. So, amen. What, what happened with this man most uh, most of the time, um, it's, uh, it's, it's mainly because of their mothers trying to put some certain abuse on them because of, of what they, what is going on with their fathers or with their marriage. Because here I have here, the the father of, of Edmund Kemper used to hate his mother because she would abuse him too, like call him names and stuff. And they wouldn't have like a, like a nice marriage. It was in fact, he will say that it was like, like a loveless 
marriage because they wouldn't stand each other. So he will say this, his dad was a World War II veteran. So he will say that living with Cornell, which was Edmund Kemper's mother, it was like, he said, suicide missions in wartime and the atomic bomb testings were nothing compared to living with Cornell. So you can imagine that this man had nothing but like hater or, you know, like a bad relationship with this mom, with this with this woman. So she will um I I don't know how to say it, yeah, she will put this hater towards Edmund because he only she only had two daughters and one kid. And the and and the kid the guy, the boy, will usually in 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 families they tend to look more like their dad. So of course she will put like this hater towards his his uh, son. And that's what, what that's what happens often with with um, kids that are only childs and stuff All and right, serial let's, killers. Let's hit some of these uh, rumble rants from the ninjas. Uh, Mo has cleaned out the ones where you guys said some crazy stuff. Uh, so Mo, <laughs> go ahead. Let's pull them up real fast. Shout out to all you guys. Uh, this one is for the support. I really appreciate guys. Uh, so Myron, as a fellow waver, please incorporate some cold pressed oils for your hair while you brush. I'm trying not to put use any oil, bro. I'm trying to keep it as natural as possible, man. I hate putting oil in my hair. Um, but I will keep that in mind. Let's see here. Um, but yes, I have become a waver. Johnny Silverhand goes, which one of y'all Discord gang gang is an artist? Make that famous tsunami Japanese uh, painting, but with Myron's hair. Okay, appreciate that. Um, Johnny Silverhand, again, I use my co- computational multi-model threading and encryption from Soul Killer Engram to tap into anyone's BCI. I don't know what you what? said there, but okay. I uh, appreciate that. World's Coolest Nerd, Big Mo. You watch AEW2 and thoughts of CM Punk getting fired. Also, I started watching Mindhunter 2, but does it starts showing more of the interviews later on. I don't care much for the main characters. Um, yes, actually. Um, well, I haven't been watching AEW because it's normally a uh, fresh of its stream going on, but I'm always keeping up with the community. Um, as for the CM Punk getting fired, um, my thing is I say if... I thought he left though. Uh, nah, he he hit is actually got fired. It, okay. Um, it, because of the fight, but I still say one. Um, if you can't get along, everyone's wrong. To uh, Jungle Boy, kind of. I think Jungle Boy was a little more in the wrong here because of um, we're supposed to be in the climate of safety for the talent. So. Um, CM Punk is actually one of my, um, you know, favorite rest of all time. He's CM Punk is the reason behind my name, at least the BITW part of my name. Uh, so CM Punk is, so it's, uh, it's. When, when did he uh, leave the W? Like 10 years ago, he left the WWE, right? He left WWE around 2014, but he was still wrestling in the competition, the competitor company, AEW. That's what this um, super ch- oh, oh, rumble gotcha. rant um, and is okay. referencing. Towards the, the question about my hunter, they do start showing the interviews later on. And I'm quite shocked seeing um, interviews about Ed Kemper. I'm quite shocked of how accurate it is with the character that they play in the series. It's, it's very accurate. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, who's up next here? Uh, PJ goes, Marin, what do you think about the idea of making locals an easy-to-use app? Have you thought about uh, at that at all love you guys uh no homo wfnf um yeah bro i mean a locals is pretty easy to use um it's good it has a good interface um and that's where at you know shout out to local and locals and rumbles uh, rumble they all work they work together they're kind of tag team so um yeah man castleclub.tv man check us out over there 
Um, and then we got Villa goes keen for this one tonight. W Martin, W Angie, W Mo. Shout out to you, Villa. I appreciate that so much. Uh, we got Stead Durin, 88, goes, can you do a video on what family is like as a Fed, uh, such as which agency is best for marriage and what agency would keep you single? WMOWNGL Logan's loose wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, Stead Durin, I'll do it easy for you right now. Uh, the, the agency that has the highest divorce rates by far is the Secret Service. Ooh. By far, they, are, they have the highest divorce rate. So if you want to go ahead and stay in a happy marriage, um, the Secret Service is not it. Um, the agencies that have the best like work-life balance are the FBI and Homeland Security Investigations, HSI by far. Um, also IRS, because it's a more of a nine-to-five gig. Um, the thing about IRS, HSI, FBI, et cetera, depending on the group that you're in, you can be in one of those groups that are like slower. You can be in like a financial group that does a nine-to-five, et cetera. But if you're like in a drug group or a gang group or something like that, yeah, you're going to be out all night, uh, all hours of night. But you can absolutely get a work-life balance if you work in a more slower administrative or a group that does more... Uh, you know, complex crime, shit like that. So, yeah, those are some agencies that will help you with work-life balance. And then a lot of the OIGs, those are 9 to 5s too, uh, OIG agencies, because those are internal investigations. So, yeah. Do you think it may be because of the stress and the busyness of Secret Service? Yeah, and, you're, and, you're, and you could get called anytime, especially if you're on a presidential detail. Yeah. And you work really long hours. They're one of the few Fed ag- uh, special agent positions, actually, that get a lot of overtime. Them and Diplomatic Security Service are two agencies that will probably hurt your marriage if you're married. You're going to be gone all the time. So, yeah. Bro, please don't ever use Grease, LMAO. I used to use Murray's and Blue Magic. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Grease is terrible, bro. I'm I'm never doing it. I'm keeping the hair natural. Chains uh, for life. Also, I was wondering, Ryan, if you could rebuild the bridge between Sneeko and Zerka, that would be dope. I'm working on it. Uh... Padawan goes, my brother was 6'3 in 6th grade, and Damn. he's now 34 and 6'11. Damn. Tall people don't phase me because I had to live with my brother till he left for college. My dad's 6'9, I'm the runt at 6'1. Yeah, bro. A runt at 6'1? Yeah, bro. runt at 6'1. <laughs> this guy's complaining. Uh, Johnny, Silver, Johnny goes, dude was MK Ultra, a precursor to today's uh, sand vistans that turn you into sand a cyber... Sand never stands. Sand uh, Yeah. They turn you into a cyber psycho that we have <laughs> here in the year of 2077. P.S. I'm rants from the future. <laughs> Um, oh. he, well, it's uh, from the video game Cyberpunk 2077 uh, that he's referencing. Um, <laughs> dude I have was, no idea what he's talking basically, about. Basically, uh, <laughs> cyber cycles are basically like uh, people who have got powers, but it overtook them. And it, and it just goes haywire. He's basically going out of control. He's going ballistic. Uh, that's what basically he's talking about. San Devastan is, you know, he's killing people while like stopping time. Because okay. he's so fast, he stops time while killing people at the same time. It's, uh, shout right. out. Sounds, uh, <laughs> gay. Right. Uh, what else we got here? Voodoo Boys for Life, by Adam the way. Adam goes, uh, look into the Kenyan Cartel Regency Hotel shooting Dublin. Okay? My my nerd glasses was... <laughs> yeah, holy. Mine so, was winning with Guys, him. you raise your value and go buy and then read why women deserve less. Absolutely, bro. That's what you do. Misogyny. That's what you do, my friend. Uh, Michaka goes, here's a list of Myron was on a TV show. Fifty Shades Darker left the family guy occurred to Carly Camel. 365 <gasps> days without the food. Uh, I'm lost. I don't get it. Um, he, he's, he's making fun of me? Yeah, he's calling you black. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I appreciate that, sir. I am black now, officially. My haters can no longer say that I'm not one of them. This is the hood, eh? But I'm still not going to have a victim mindset. Uh, all right. Uh, where are we at here, Mo? We're going to go back to the uh, doc? Yes, we yes. are. All right. And guys, again, 
You got two choices. You can either, you know, if you want to support the show, like the video, number one. Open up a tab on YouTube. Support us over there. Let's get to 1,000 live viewers on YouTube. We got 1,000 of y'all watching on YouTube right now, actually. And we got another almost 1,000 of you guys watching. 949 on, on Rumble. So, guys, open up another tab. Watch us on YouTube as well. Let's get up in the algorithm there. Um, and like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't on YouTube. And then also follow us on Rumble as well. Um, and if you want to super chat into the show, guys, the super chat button is the FNF. Uh, superchat.com, fnfsuperchat.com, uh, and your super chat will be shown on screen, or you can rumble rant in either or. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's keep going with the doc. Parents for 10 months, Kemper and his grandmother, Maud Kemper, were arguing at the kitchen table. Kemper was furious and raced off to recover a hunting weapon that had been taken away from him because he was shooting animals pointlessly. He returned to the kitchen and shot and killed his grandmother. Oh, wow. Then, when his grandfather returned from shopping for groceries, Kemper went outside and shot him in the driveway next to his car, killing him. Kill both his grandparents. He said, uh, not knowing what to do next. He, he said that he did it. Be, uh, he killed his grandfather too, so he won't see his, his dead grandma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was kind of collateral damage there. Let's keep going. Yeah. Called his mother, who told him to contact the local police and turn himself in. After being apprehended, Kemper simply said that he wanted to experience what it felt like to kill grandma. The most common quote associated with Kemper. What the hell? Kemper later testified that he killed his grandfather to prevent him from suffering once he found out his wife was dead. Following the murders, court psychiatrists briefly diagnosed Kemper with paranoid schizophrenia. As a result, he was committed to a Tascadero State Hospital. That was sweet of him, you know, so he didn't want his grandfather's. I'm sorry. Not <laughs> at all. Sorry. Mom, Hospital, an all male maximum security facility that houses mentally ill convicts. With a population of over 1,600 patients, several dozen who had committed murder, and 800 mentally disordered sex offenders, it was more than the 10-person team of psychiatrists could handle. And ultimately, and tragically, the institutionalization of Kemper at the facility ended up exposing him to extreme deviant behavior and making him far more dangerous than he was before he was there. That's him when he was 15. He would 15. later recall, yeah. I found myself... The, the mugshot. Yeah, when he was 15. Yep. And he was 6'3". Six 6'3 three. Six three at that point, wow. Yep. God damn ended up exposing him to extreme deviant behavior and making him far more dangerous than he was before he was there. He would later recall, I found myself, a minor, in a psychiatric hospital for hardened criminals. According to the law, I should have been sent to an institution with minimal security. But the judge was so outraged by my crimes that he declared, I'm not wanting to send this young man to Disneyland. That's why I ended up in a Tascadero with people on average 20 years older than me. Believe me, I grew up very quickly. Yeah, that messed him up. And Kemper would do more than just grow up at a Tascadero. He was extremely smart and bright. His IQ clocked in at a near genius level, somewhere between 136 and 145, both of which rank in the top 2% of scoring. And he was also incredibly friendly and extremely likable. All of these aspects resulted in him becoming a trusted assistant to the psychology staff with access to the detailed files of murderers and sex offenders, including detailed accounts oh, of how they carried out their crimes. So y'all can see here, what is he doing? Befriending staff, befriending police, um, and this is how he was able to kind of get away with things or knew what was happening at the time, uh, anytime yeah. he was committing crimes, etc. So you can see that he's already kind of playing this role where, hey, you guys could trust me. I know I'm a criminal and stuff, but I'm not as bad as the rest of these guys. You could trust me to help you out. Stop remember, the cap. They're exactly stop the cap. And then you guys got to remember also that they were severely understaffed. So any help that they could get. Mm -hmm. Was wi widely appreciated. He was uh, he was trained to administrate uh, the test, psychological test for the for the sexual offenders. So he learned a lot from them.
Yes, yes. Yep. You guys are going to see here in a second, actually, how he uh, how he would beat the test. So let's keep going. And the tactics they used to get away with them. In his role, the then 15-year-old Kemper would hear firsthand highly graphic details of violent rapists, and he began to have his own violent sexual fantasies. And he also noted how most of the rapists have been caught because they were identified by their victims. So he concluded that his best chance at being successful as an assailant was to make sure he didn't leave any victims alive. Also, since he had access to psychological tests, he knew exactly what psychologists were looking for when they diagnosed patients. So he learned how to pass any tests at will. He had actually memorized the exact responses to 28 separate assessments. Bam. So, so he knew what to say to not come off as crazy. So let's keep going. While Kemper was originally diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia upon admission, psychiatrists and social workers at Atascadero re-diagnosed him with a personality trait disturbance. Then, after five years at Atascadero, the now gigantic, 6-foot-9-inch, 285-pound Kemper was granted parole and released from the psychiatric facility on December 18, 1969, which was his 21st birthday. He was released to a halfway house along with a recommendation from the hospital that Kemper not be allowed to return to his mother as it could trigger more violence. But once he was released, there was little to no oversight or management. And without any means of support or assistance, Kemper returned to live with his mother. Once he was staying with his mother again, Kemper's relationship with her became even more toxic than before. The two often had arguments, which the neighbors usually overheard. Kemper later said, My mother and I started on horrendous battles, just horrible battles, violent and vicious. I've never been in such a vicious verbal battle with anyone. It would go to fists for the man, but this was my mother. Kemper relocated to Alameda to live with a friend after getting a job at the Division of Highways and accumulating enough cash. But that only gave him little relief from his mother who still frequently called and visited unannounced. And since he often struggled with money, Kemper would end up having to return to his mother's apartment frequently. Kemper would also be involved in two motorcycle accidents, one of which rendered his left arm broken for which he'd receive a $15,000 settlement and use it to purchase a yellow Ford Galaxy. And with that car, Pause. he began, um, and real quick, you said $15,000 back yeah, in 1970, it, uh, or no, was this 1969? $15,000 uh, back in... in the, I think this is 1969. Yeah, uh, in the 2022, it was $98,000. Oh, okay. Um, and then also, oh, the other thing, I know you guys said that he had worked for like the Department of Highways or whatever. Um, keep in mind, guys, that like, uh, you know, back then... We know I'll talk about this because it's going to come up again. Yeah. So I'll talk about um, how he was able to get that job in other situations as well. Let's, let's keep going. To practice. Back in the early 70s, hitchhiking was not uncommon among college students on the West Coast. And Kemper would pick up numerous young female hitchhikers over and over and over again as he fantasized what he could do to them and fine-tuned his strategies. Yes. Yeah, he delivered each of them safely to their destination. Um, real quick, guys, $15,000 in 1969 is the equivalent in purchasing power of about $124,941 today. Damn! Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep, that's a lot. Yeah, so he basically got hundred let's just say $125,000 back then in today's dollars for the motorcycle accident. Go ahead, what are you so, saying? So, yeah, he, he would pick up 150 hitchhikers before the first killings. Oh, it was, it was 150. Yeah, before, before. Damn. He didn't, okay. He didn't. Uh, he will like let them all, let let them. He go actually drove them to their destinations. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was practicing and figuring yeah. out how to make them feel comfortable, conversations to have. And you guys are gonna see here in a second why he did this and why he took this deliberate route to spend that much time driving random chicks around. So it was 150. He's basically an Uber in the 70s. Yeah, it was 150 before he started killing. Uh, That's a lot, man. Damn. Goddamn. All right.
Let's keep going. Your man could have retired. What are you killing people? <laughs> Never mind. My bad. I, I will say it Chin. later. Why? Noting which of his actions was the most effective for gaining the women's trust. Kemper would later discuss these practice runs, sharing that it all started because of his inability to communicate with women. My inability to communicate socially, sexually, I wasn't impotent. But emotionally, I was impotent. I was scared to death of failing in male-female relationships. I knew absolutely nothing about that whole area. Even if just sitting down and talking with the young lady. Pause. I need to be able to really communicate and... Man, if he had fresh and fit, man, he probably wouldn't have been acting all crazy like this, man. Goddamn. Let's keep going. Ironically enough, that's why I began picking people up. He performed these practice runs for more than a year, fine-tuning his strategy. Until May 1972. The early 1970s in Santa Cruz was already a terrifying time for residents. Pause. John Lindley Frazier, a Charles Manson... And you guys also got to understand, too, that by him picking up the girls, right, that are hitchhiking... It allows them to kind of break the barrier and interact with women. And because there's like, he's picking them up. So they're kind of forced to interact with them. So it's like him talking to women with training wheels. So for him, since he has like all the social anxiety, he can't approach them and talk to them. He would pick them up because hitchhiking was a thing back then. Mm -hmm. And um, and then they'd have a natural conversation or whatever. And then he did this. He had to do this for a year. And I didn't know he picked up that many girls. 150. Yeah. He did that 150 different times. That's how much anxiety he had around women, that he had to do this for so long until, uh, you know, he ended up, you know, doing the other stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. but he, wouldn't, he wouldn't pick up, like, just any hitchhiker. He would pick up girls, like, young girls that he will feel attracted to, and, like, they had to be So pretty. no fat chicks? No, because he <laughs> back then there was like the hippie movement, and he hated hippie girls because they smelled, they wouldn't oh. shave, and don't, so he would it wouldn't be just like any girl. It would have to be like pretty girls, like middle class uh, girls. Okay, all right. So he wouldn't. All right. So no fat chicks and no hippie no, chicks. Yep. Shit, he wasn't lying. Mostly no hippie <laughs> chicks. Fair enough. Uh, Othan donate ten bucks. Uh, just showing appreciation to my boys in Angelica. Uh, Law shows. Uh, Wait, last... Uh, okay, hold on. Um, oh, last shows have been great, both uh, the Fed Reacts Daytime and Night Shows. God bless you. Much love. Thank you so much, my friend. I, I, guess I appreciate that greatly. If you guys want to super chat so into much. the show like that, yeah, fnfsuperchat.com. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. Uh, let's keep going. ...like murderer who killed a Santa Cruz family of five had just recently been convicted and sentenced. And another serial killer, Herbert Mullen, was about to begin terrorizing the city just months after Kemper would begin his killings. So between the three of them, the small California town was about to begin a streak of killings that would help it earn the title of murder capital of the world. Bam. Because he's so bad. On May 7th, I'm sorry, it's just that this guy just literally shaved his half of, of the head and just let the other half with oh, yeah, hair. Oh, that's not Photoshop. And, and that's real. <laughs> that was a <laughs> And he let the mustard <laughs> Wait, that's that was real? Yeah. That's like not Photoshop or anything? No. <laughs> oh wow. Go back to that, Mo. What the he looks crazy. I thought that was like Photoshop or something. No. Or like or like, you know, a little edit. So he actually did look like that. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. That's not Photoshop. Business on one side, party on the other. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Anyways, right. let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. Wow. That's that Skrillex, they said. <laughs> I thought he was losing hair from dealing all these women. said that's Skrillex? Yeah. <laughs> Skrillex, man. I thought he was losing hair from dealing all these yeah. women. <laughs> Facts. That would help it earn the title of murder capital of the world. On May 7th, 1972, 
Ed Kemper would put his long-awaited plans into action, picking up Mary Ann Pichet and Anita Mary Lucessa, two 18-year-old Fresno State University students who were hitchhiking. He was supposed to be driving them from Berkeley to Stanford University. But after an hour's drive, he arrived at a remote woodland location close to Alameda that he was familiar with. There, he killed Pesce, then Lucessa. Kemper then put both women's bodies in his Ford Galaxy's trunk and began driving back to his apartment. And he was nearly caught when he was stopped on his way by a police officer for having a broken taillight. Oh, wow. Kemper remained calm and polite and was just issued a warning. Oh, but he later God. confessed that the stop excited him. And had the police officer decided to check Kemper's trunk, Kemper said, he would have instantly killed him. Pache's skull would later be discovered on Loma Prieta Mountain in August of that year. Despite a thorough search, no more of Pache's remains, nor any signs of Lucessa, were ever found. Kemper would later comment uh, on how his first I, murder was bumped. Yeah, yeah, I found an interview, you just can find the, the time sum. He said that uh, these two girls, they were friends, they were roommates. And there was another girl, like a third girl that... Uh, they, she didn't want it to go with them because their parents wouldn't let her hitchhike. So uh, he said in an interview that if he would have the three of them, he probably would have, wouldn't have done like the killings because it will like they will outnumber him. Oh, it would have been too much. Yeah, and yeah. one of them didn't want it to go in the car, like so the other one had to convince her to hitchhike uh, with him because she didn't want it to go in the in the car because she wouldn't hitchhike. So it was one girl, like, I think it was like Anita Lucheska, the, the first girl, mm -hmm. that that was she was very used to hitchhike because she will do it like very often and she will do it like in every country she will go to. Like she loved to hitchhike because back then in, in the 70s, this was like a big thing. Like girls would Common. do this all the time. So yeah, wow. that was a huge thing. Funny because uh, Ted Bundy used to pick up hitchhikers too yeah. and kill them. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and it's wild because these guys, right? These hit like Ted Bundy and this guy, both charming, you know, not ugly yeah. dudes. Pause, uh, especially Ted Ow! Bundy. Ted Bundy, like the girl. I remember when he went to his trial, girls were showing up there trying to like bang him. And the stuff. man married in prison. He yeah, he had, got like, married in prison. He had a girlfriend and he had a girlfriend, mistress and wife. Yeah, he was out here <laughs> pimping it, man. Yeah, he, serial killer, killer chicks, bro, but still had <laughs> gone getting girls. Like insane. Richard Ramirez too. Like, bro, I'm telling y'all, man, clout is the number Them one thing. Them and Endo's brothers married when they were in prison. <laughs> oh, they, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They married when they were in prison. Both of them. Wow. <laughs> we talk about women, yeah, bro. I know, bro. I know, shit. Wow, right? All right. Uh, oh, Saturn Halo 2 go donates $1. Hey, man, I just want to say thank you for what you do, your motivation for men. They help motivate me to lose weight anyway. God bless. Thanks, bro. Uh, appreciate that greatly any signs of Lucessa were ever found. Kemper would later comment on how his first murder was bumbling and how he should have been caught. I thought I was pretty slick and went and tripped all over myself that first two murders. The first 24 hours, there were three clear times I should have been busted and I wasn't because three different individuals or three different groups of people got scared and minded their own business and looked the other way. Kemper's next victim was Ikoku a 15-year-old dance student who was hitchhiking to a dance class after she missed her bus. Kemper would pick her up and strangle her. Damn, kill Japanese chicks too? Aikoku? Aikoku. Yeah. Bless you. If I'm not mistaken, this was the chick because there was one girl that... He shot all these chicks too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because the dumbass will try to strangle them 
by putting the the well not strangle them but like asphyxiate them by putting the fingers of the nose suffocate suffocate yeah. that's the word yeah thank yeah. you mo and they wouldn't die because they were breathing through their through their oh through their so he would he, he just sucked the strangling them yeah he just he just was <laughs> like a he was a trash serial killer it was very stupid he was trying to strangle them it wouldn't work out and then he was trying to suffocate them it wouldn't work out so he was like okay let me shoot them wow <laughs> them. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. I didn't I didn't okay so so he tried because I was thinking in my head like. Most serial killers strangle like that. Like that's how Ted Bundy did yeah. it. Ted Bundy used to really enjoy it's, that. Like he yeah. would strangle them, and then like they'd like that, that, they'd, he, they'd pass out, and then he'd let them come back to life. Um, who else but did he that? He did strangle that, some of them. Okay, so he was successful. Some of some. them, but there was some like he was that like he failed. Yeah, uh, and he's six foot nine. Like bro, two eighty. What are you doing? Um, and then Samuel Little, um, the most the, the serial killer with the what? most kills actually. Mike, what are you doing? Like you should train harder. <laughs> I mean, six foot nine, two eighty. Like, come on, bro. It shouldn't what? be that hard, bro. What are you doing? It shouldn't be that hard. What are you doing, oh man? Oh my god! I'm like, bro, you, you can overpower the least. height, man. <laughs> Facts. Should be in the NBA, nigga. You out here strangling bitches, failing. Oh, oh god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, oh, Should no, be better, yeah, dude. Come on, man. Six foot bro, nine. Bro, come he, on. bro, he worried about the wrong shooting. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he would definitely worry about the wrong shooting. And, and, and then the other thing too, right? Is um, what was I gonna say? See this guy. Mess me up, oh, and, 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 I, and something, something else. The two first girls that he killed, <laughs> this guy was, he was insane. The, uh, when he, because he uh, handcuffed uh, one of them, I think it was uh, Pesci, the Maria Pesci, that didn't find the body. He brushed one of their breasts with the with the back uh, with the back part of uh, of his hand while he was trying to handcuff her, and then he was like, "Whoops, I'm sorry, <laughs> dude." And then he killed her. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He he tried to what? When he was trying to handcuff the girl, yeah. When he was handcuffing the girl, yeah. He brushed the back of his hand with one of his breasts. Oh, oh, the oh, girl's oh, breast. oh, oh, he accidentally touched her boob. Yeah, and ac accidentally. And yeah. he was like, he felt so embarrassed. He was like, whoops, I'm sorry. <laughs> While he was what? handcuffing the girl. <laughs> He's to... oh, I know about to violently murder you, but I didn't mean to touch your boob yeah, there. I'm, gonna... I'm sorry. Literally, I'm he so was sorry. like, I'm going to rape your body after you're dead, but like, I'm sorry for touching God damn, your boob. Angie. That's, that's We're on YouTube, nigga. But that was what he said. God damn. That's what he did. Yeah, I know that's just, what he did, but say, God damn. Just say force. Uh, force. Yeah, like you. Force, you, you force your body. This guy was a necrophilic. Yeah, yeah, but God damn, man, you had to say all that. But yeah, um, yeah the other person that used to, like um, Samuel Little, by the way, he has the most uh, kills uh, um, of all serial killer history. We covered him too. I think he has like something like 60 something. He strangled every single one of them. I think only one he drowned. But all of them he strangled because he said he didn't like blood. I think it was the Green River Killer too. He also strangled. Their yes, he strangled all of them mm -hmm. as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of serial killers, man, love strangling. So I guess this guy, Ed Cumper, tried and failed with a couple of them. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I did not know that, that he sucked. But, but it, what, what is funny is that he tried to suffocate him by pushing his Like his you did this shit. And the girl was like breathing through, his through her mouth. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, at least he was a gentleman, you know what I'm I saying? guess. Like, I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to touch your breast there. I'm sorry. <laughs> what a nice guy, you I'm know? I'm sorry. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> what a nice guy. These girls should... Never mind. After Kemper murdered Koo, he was due before a panel of psychiatrists for follow-up parole requirement. Kemper told them what he knew they wanted to hear, and the two doctors on the panel concluded that there was no reason to consider Kemper a threat to anyone. They congratulated each other on having rehabilitated a killer child, and both of them recommended that Kemper's juvenile record be expunged to give him a better shot at becoming a better citizen. All right, pause. The judge disagreed with sealing Kemper.
Yeah, that's an L. You didn't rehabilitate anything, but they didn't know. They didn't know. And um, and another thing, too, guys, when they say, oh, we're going to expunge a record, that's BS. I mean, in today's day and age, because nowadays when you get arrested, anytime you get arrested, you're going to get your fingerprints rolled into the system and it's going to be put into the National Crime and Information Center or NCIC, right, or Index, whatever it is. It's NCIC. Um, and they'll be able, and that generates an FBI number, and they'll always be able to pull up that arrest, right? They might not necessarily be able to go ahead and retrieve the records if you're a juvenile, but that arrest is always going to show. But I want to say this. Back then in the 70s, they didn't have a standardized interstate database to show all this stuff. Policing was not necessarily as sophisticated as it is now. They didn't have DNA. They didn't have technology. They didn't work together. That's why a lot of serial killers in the 70s, etc., were able to make things happen and go undetected, especially someone like uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is a big reason why they need an interstate database to keep, uh, to keep track of criminals because he was he was killing women in like seven or eight different states. He was traveling all over the place yeah. because they didn't necessarily have the capability to connect all the law enforcement agencies together through the computer and the internet. Mo, you had something or was it Angie? Somebody I saw. Somebody said that he's uh, Ed Munkenberg is related to Mr. Ritardo. <laughs> Oh, Lord, Mr. Retardo. Oh, are we going to go into that again? <laughs> First record, but didn't have any grounds to fight it. Kemper delighted in both the secret charade as well as his ability to pull off such a feat. Just one day after murdering Koo, he drove away with a clean bill of health and a criminal record, white clean. Kemper would lay low for a while, reveling Pause. in... Oh, wait, and fantasizing wait. about an expungement back then probably would have carried more weight because they didn't have the interstate database. Oh, another fun fact: I think it was the first uh, Asian girl that he killed. Oh, the fifteen-year-old. He, he, yeah, he was. There was one girl that he locked himself out of the car, and he had the gun under the seat. Oh. And the girl let him in again, and that's when he grabbed the gun and killed her. Oh my God! This bro. guy. Well, this girl. This time it's the girl. L female. Yeah. She could have shot him, ended him right there. And we wouldn't be reacting to this documentary right now. We would have yeah. been reacting to it for a different reason. We'd be like, dumbest criminal ever. Yeah. Oh, the girl man. let him in. Again. Inside. All right. Stupid. Shout out to Angie with these little tidbit facts on the side. I appreciate that. I did watch a bunch of videos. Yeah. Well, you, you, to be fair, um, we were supposed to cover this guy a while ago, but like... Yeah. Something else always came up, or she would do a poll, and you guys would vote for yeah. somebody else. So you know, no, this, and and I do. Yeah, I've been asking say, about this guy for a year at least. I, for the guys that ask, like, where do I come with this this stuff? Like, I love true crime. I've loved true crimes forever, and I've researched these guys ages ago. Like, I've known Ed Kemper for ages ago. Like, so yeah, this guy is like an easy PC for me. Fair enough. I have a uh, do you think um the 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 Asian girl that you know that failed? Do you think like maybe she was turned on by him still like maybe she was still no. having a crush on Wait, him. she wasn't the one that locked he got locked in the car with right the asian one he locked himself out of the car but it, was it with the asian girl yeah oh she was the one that could have yeah. oh yeah she was 15 and, and i yeah she was 15 and um i think it was because she was too scared mo she was like in shocked because he had pointed the gun the gun at her before he locked himself out of the car and then he locked how do you do that like, how do you, uh, hey, because bitch, he don't move. He probably wanted to. I'm going to put this here, and I'll be right back. And he gets out the car. No. Oh, oh, I left the key no. inside. The thing that I, what I think it was, because I, what I think what happened is that he wanted to go on the other side of the of the car to get her out and put it, because this is what he will do. He will put the victims 
in the trunk after they killed the he killed them. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So I think he was trying to get her out of the car and you know accidentally Shooter? he he locked himself out when he was trying to get her like you know you know what i'm saying yeah okay because she's I, in the passenger seat he was trying to grab no i, under, her. I understand that well, and the, guys also keep in mind these are old cars uh -huh. this is 70s yeah like if you lock yourself out of the car there ain't no automatic button like let me back in like yeah. no it's old bro you gotta you gotta you gotta hit the little thing yeah. like this to you know you gotta roll the window so um yeah this old school stuff but yeah, yeah uh man that was l on her end <laughs> Um. Yep. All right, yep. let's keep going. Oh, uh, and then real quick, guys, we got one thousand one hundred y'all watching on YouTube right now. Do me a solid, guys, and like the video. Like let's the get video. to one thousand likes on YouTube, man. I really wait, appreciate wait, wait. that. Hit that like button on YouTube. Smash like that like video. button. Yeah, like the video. Like See, the Angie, video. go ahead and even wrote it out for you guys on a notepad. Like the video. Like so, the video. <laughs> yeah, like the video. Let's hit one thousand likes. God damn it! All right, let's keep on. His past murders. He continued picking up hitchhikers, releasing them, and learning. But as the fighting with his mother continued and escalated, the strong urge to kill returned. And on January 7, 1973, Kemper, now living with his mother Mo, again, picked up 18. Mo, let's pin on the top of the chat, by the way, FNF, um, FNFsuperchat.com. Guys, if you want to super chat into the show, FNFsuperchat.com. I know some of you guys have issues with Rumble Rants, or if you're watching on YouTube and you want to be able to do, uh, super chat into the show, um, FNFsuperchat.com. Let's keep going. Got it. year old student, Cindy Shaw, while driving around the Cabrillo College campus. He would shoot and kill her. By this point, police had connected the co-ed killings to each other. As a result, they increased the bus schedule and strongly warned the students against hitchhiking. Also, students had been warned to only accept rides from cars with university stickers. But since Kemper's mother worked at the college, he was able to get such a sticker himself. Then one month later, February 5th, Kemper had another argument with his mother, after which he stormed out of his house in search of possible victims. On campus, he came across students Allison Liu, 20 years old, and Rosalind Thorpe, 23. Once they entered his car, he shot and killed them both. Kemper had no preference for how he murdered his victims, whether it be strangling, shooting, stabbing, or smothering. His only consistency was the treatment of their corpses, where his MO included necrophilia, rape, and other horrific violations. Kemper would later confess that performing such acts with his victims' corpses allowed him the ultimate control of his victims, and that he relished having the corpses all to himself. What? He would freely discuss during later Pause interviews what may have started. Um, this is common, very common among serial killers, guys. John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, um, Ed Kemper that you guys are seeing now. Um, these guys, most serial killers actually, um, they really get off on control that is what they want is control of the victim and uh also the green river killer gary ridgeway all these guys like that's their sexual fantasy is like not only the killing itself but it's the control of the individual yeah. during the killing and after the fact with the corpse these sick bastards so um that's what that you're gonna see that theme with serial killers mo i can see you laughing in the back well, what's up I just thought it something fucked up. No, and, and also, Aaron, <laughs> why are you laughing? I thought, of, I, I thought of something messed up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, go ahead, No, Angie. that earlier when when he killed the first cat when he was 10, he, he stated that he derived pleasure from successfully lying to his family about the cat. So he was also oh, like a manipulative man. Oh, yeah, man, you like the you deception? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough and getting away with it. Yeah. All right. I'll probably say it later, bro. What? <laughs> it's crazy? Uh, it's I, I can say it now. Go ahead. 
I th- he kind of got taste. <laughs> he kind of got good taste. <laughs> what? He, he's, he, he's got good taste. <laughs> How does he got good taste? In his search criteria. <laughs> like the girls are pretty? <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm over here like, wait, what are you talking about? Okay, all right, Mo, whatever. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> started his need to dismember bodies as well as what was going through his mind after he would do so. I could put it on an incident. I mean, my father chopping the heads off of our two pet chickens and my mother insisting that I eat them for dinner. Uh, <laughs> you know, we could say it was something that simple. I don't think it was. Oh, no, wait, my dad heads off back with a hatchet. Um, there is also this interview. He said that, but he, there is another interview that he said that when he was a child, he went to a magician and this magician had like a trick where he will have like a guillotine and then he will choose like a, um, a girl from the public. And he said that uh, a, a volunteer was a girl that was very pretty and he got fascinated at how pretty the girl was. And when the guillotine went down, and of course, this is a magic trick, she didn't die, she didn't cut the head. Um, when the guillotine went down, he was like, he derived, derived, derived what's the word? Derived. Revived. Revived. Yeah, he derived like a, a fantasy of, kidding, like, of, of taking off a pretty girl's head off so yeah so he, he said it in, a, in an interview that that's what like you know like ignited the, the yeah the it seems like he has a type he likes yeah. thin young women is what he likes it seems to me Pretty women yeah yeah Pretty thin young, young thin young attractive females which actually ted bundy too same way yeah uh ted bundy really liked fit attractive uh young women between 18 to 25 with dark hair that's what yeah. he liked Fit, feminine, friendly, nice. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah. Well, I thought you liked bigger girls, though. Huh? I thought you would like bigger chicks. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more. Uh, he said he liked black women. No. Which no. ends up being no, bigger no, chicks. No, no. Bill said that you like like ratchet girls. I uh, know. I used to. Black, I, I, black I used to, girls. but, but I'm more used now. I'm like these days it's uh, anything you can get. <laughs> nah, not. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to eat for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'd be on demon time. Oh, well, yeah, we know that, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. Let's although, keep going. Although my type is uh, Latinas that don't speak English. That's, that's normally my <laughs> Good taste, sir. Good taste. All right. I got on my bike and I rode it. I tried to stop it. I remember that. I got on the bike, rode around the block. I was crying. I haven't talked about that for a lot of years. I'm sure that may have implemented something, that may have gotten something rolling but along fantasy lines, but it took a lot of years of development along those lines to really get off. A couple of months after the murder of Allison Liu, a records clerk at the police department was inspecting the bill of sale for a particular firearm. She noticed that the purchaser's criminal record, which was officially expunged, could be faintly seen through the blackout marks. She could make out that the person was previously involved in a murder in another county north of Santa Cruz. The man attempting to buy the firearm was Ed Kemper. Gotcha, bitch! By this time, Kemper was well-known and well-liked by local police, as he would regularly hang out with the off-duty officers after work at a local bar called The Jury Room. Like he'd done with so many psychiatrists, prison staff, and other professionals before them, Kemper came off... Andrew, check to see if that bar still exists, The Jury Room. Probably not, but let's see. I think it does. What? I think it does. If it still exists, that's going to be crazy. Let's keep going, Mo. It must be like something like, uh, you know, Eileen Werner's, where she used to hang out. It must be like a museum kind of thing. Uh, 
Go ahead, Mo. To the officers as personable, likable, and seemingly as harmless as they come. Big N, as they refer to him, would spend hours discussing guns, ammunition, and other topics of interest with the officers. Although Kemper was friendly with police, none of the officers were interested in being the one who would have to confiscate the gun from the towering Big Ed. The most junior of the detectives yeah, of the sheriff's department, Michael Aluffy, would end up being tasked with confiscating the yeah, gun from exists. Kemper, yep. who was not at all considered a suspect Pause. in the disappearances at the time. It's in California. Where? Uh, the address is 7, 712 Ocean Street, Santa Cruz, California. Wow, it still exists. Mm -hmm. Let's see, uh, Mo, if you can't pull it up on Google, let's see, this is where Ed Kemper used to, I guess, get drunk with the cops. It it must be like, guys, I'm telling you, like the aliens. And gain information on people. Say it again, Angie. uh, uh, The jury room. Oh, 712? 712? 712 Ocean Street, Santa Cruz, California. And while we pull that up, guys, we only got 600-something likes on this video, but there's how many of y'all in here? There's 1,100 you ninjas in here, but we only got 697 likes. Guys, we should be at 1,000 likes. Easy. Guys, they demonetize us on YouTube. The haters are coming. People talk smack. It is what it is. We're continuing to give you all this content. A lot of creators would pretty much cry and be like, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything on YouTube anymore. Bro, we're still here for y'all. You know, making free content, no AdSense revenue. It is a hit. It is what it is. But we're doing it anyway because we want you guys to be able to get this content. So the only thing I ask, man, you don't have to donate a dollar to the show. If you do, I really appreciate it. CastleClub.tv. Go ahead and support us over there. It's only 100 bucks for the year or 20 bucks a month. Um, but the only thing I ask is that you guys like the video. Let's get up to 1,000 likes, man, because like I said before, we got 1,100 of y'all watching on YouTube. And we got another, uh, let's see here. 1,000 watching on Rumble. So, guys, let's get the likes up on YouTube. Open up another tab if you're watching it on Rumble and click the like button. Really appreciate it. Hell, if we can get 2,000 likes, that'd be even better. Uh, but here's a, here it is right here. Uh, the jury room, it looks like. Um, can we go on a Google map on this thing? Um, it's always cool to see these like old yeah. locations. Yeah. Um, like mean, what they are now, how are they like now? The fact that it's still on. Oh, just click the picture, the Mo. 70s. On that's, the left. Yeah, crazy. click the picture. Yeah, there you go. Bam. Oh, wow. That's really it. Yeah. Damn. And it has the same old ugly sign. Zoom in on that, bad boy. Sports <laughs> bar, live music, cocktails. Wow. Wow. Well, where's it at? Like, like go go back a bit. It's it's probably in the plaza. I want to see. Oh, this is it? That, like. That's it. That little thing. That little green room? That little green thing? No, that ain't it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is. is it. Can you check that review uh, pictures, Mo? I want to see who is inside. Yeah, they got to have like Ed Kumper pictures in there or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. 4.4. Wow. What? <laughs> Look at this cool. <laughs> no, you just press one picture and then you go what from the... there. Yeah, scroll down, Mo. Right there, yeah, click the... Uh, click any picture. Yeah. And then you... you, you okay. Because I don't want to click that. Uh. Yeah, it's ugly nigga, man. Yeah, <laughs> Dudes be taking pictures like that and putting it on their Tinder, thinking they're going to get chicks, bro. Oh, look at that. Well, it looks exactly like the pictures from the 70s, so they probably like didn't change much. And when they say Edmund Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> With his cop mates. He did have like a lot of like friends, uh, cop Yeah, friends. yeah. Yep. Wow. And he has a lot of reviews. Well, you guys make sure to check it out. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. 
Yeah, go check it out if you want to. Uh, the, with the barware Ed Kemper place. Uh, oh, Paris was unprofessional. She laughed at my one dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Paris must have been one of them boys. Oh, man. All right. Let's go back to the documentary. Unappreciative females, man. What else is new? Talking about women, bro. Come on, yeah, it was one dollar right? tip. Yeah, I know. We talking about women, bro. Yeah, but still, man, it's fucked we, up. We Laugh at him in his face? Goddamn. We talking about women, bro. All right, let's keep going. Alufi and his partner drove to Kemper's home on a quiet suburban street just before Kemper was arriving home. They informed him that they needed to retrieve his gun to make sure he was authorized to have it. And without incident, Kemper opened his trunk and allowed the officers to retrieve the gun bundled in a towel. Alufi noticed that the trunk, oddly, had absolutely nothing in it. No liner just a bare trunk. But he didn't think much of it. They returned to the station, turned the gun in, and thought nothing further of it. Having taken the lives of his grandparents and six young women without suspicion, Kemper was about to embark on the murder he dreamed of since he was eight years old. It was springtime. It was April. Uh, and for two months, I hadn't killed. And I said, it's not going to happen to any more girls. It's got to stay between me and my mother, and it's got to... I can't get away from her. We're still fighting. She's still belittling me. She's still I'm like a puppet on a string, and I entertain her. She knows all my buttons, and I dance like a puppet with that pain. And it even got physical. So here I pick up these two young ladies in Berkeley on Ashby Avenue, petite little dolls. I want to see how together I am, if I can resist this temptation. The girls ask Kemper if he's going in their direction. And they get in my car. They want to go one way. I know they need to go the other. If they go the way they're insisting on, we're headed right back out to where the first two co-eds were murdered. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, all I got to do is relax and they'll take me to their death. I've got the gun in the car, the same one I've been doing it with. I insisted as gently as I could, I took them where they needed to go, to their college. The girls got out of the car and thanked Kemper. That was one week before I murdered my mother. I said, she's got to die and I've got to die or girls like that are going to die. And that's when I decided I'm going to murder my mother. God God damn, bro. On April 20th, man. For murdering his own mom's though, bro. Misogyny. 1973, after returning from a party, Kemper's mother, now 52, awakened her son when she arrived home. And she went out to a party. She got soused. She came home, went to sleep. I was woken up by that. I got, came out. I walked up to her bed. She's laying there reading a paperback. As many thousands of nights before. And she said, oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. Shit. And I looked at her. I said, no. I said, good night. And I knew I was going to kill her. You know? And I'm so cold. It's so hard. And that's the first time in 10 years I've looked at it that way. I mean, that intensely. That honestly. It hurts. Then he waited for her to nod off crept back into her room and stabbed and beat her to death. And what's her closing words? I suppose you want to sit up all night and talk. God, I, I wish I had. I guess that's what triggered then, him. fearing that his mother's best friend... Say what? No, nah, because you said, I guess you want to stay up all night and talk, and that's what pissed him off. Let's did keep I, going. Did they say about the, the head that they that he buried in the back the backyard? I don't think yet, no. So he, there was a girl, Cindy, that he killed, and he beheaded her. And the head, he buried in his in his mother's backyard, 
in the back in front of the, his mother's room so she whenever she will like pick out the window she will see the head what? and he did it because um according to him his mom always wanted people to look up to her what, what? yeah can you believe that what the fuck all right um so <laughs> uh, angie what the hell were you watching before you came here <laughs> you got these random crazy facts, man. I watch everything about this guy. I guess so. Let me find that Angie V on Demon Time. Yeah, <laughs> man. What's going on here, bro? Fatality. All right. Let's keep going. Sarah Halleck. Like you've done with so many psychiatrists, Pause. prison staff, and. You got to go home tonight, Angie. <laughs> I always feel safe around you, man. Come <laughs> on. All right, let's get. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go home tonight, man. I don't feel safe around you right now, bro. Yeah, you might get some crazy ideas, man. Next thing you know, we ain't gonna have our money Monday. It's gonna be murder Monday. Yeah, murder Monday is kind of wild. Yourself, nigga. You gonna, you gonna be like, where's Byron? You're saying it as if I did it. Yeah, yeah man. What's going on here, man? Come on. Are you going this here? Is, this is the sauce that you guys asked for. Come on now. Oh, Complaining man. about it? Mm -hmm. Facts, facts, facts. What's going on? <laughs> Just keep playing the documentary, man. I'm yeah, a, Mo, Mo's having too much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, where'd he go? Yeah, man. <laughs> Just keep playing a documentary. All right, facts. Okay, all right. Delighted. She arrived, and Kemper strangled her to death as well. Kemper placed both bodies in a closet and fled the area. Taking caffeine pills to keep awake for the more than 1,500-mile drive, he drove nonstop to Pueblo, Colorado. After driving for three days without sleeping, Kemper arrived in Pueblo, but couldn't find any news about the killings of his mother or her friend on the radio. Ted Bundy but still suspecting police had discovered their bodies and... Ted Bunny operated in uh, California, Oregon, Washington, uh, Colorado, Utah, etc. So, yeah, also drove cross-country a lot. Went all the way to Florida to kill chicks. Man, these dudes are wild. Let's keep going. We're likely onto him. Kemper found a phone booth and began to make a call. Two weeks after Detective Alufi visited Kemper to retrieve the towel-wrapped gun from his bare trunk, the Santa Cruz Police Department received a phone call at 5 a.m. in the morning. It was Ed Kemper, freely admitting They saying Fresh and Angie coming <laughs> What? killing his mother and her They saying Fresh and Angie tomorrow <laughs> In the chat She gonna replace me? Yeah <laughs> I'll be dead somewhere Never That will never happen Yeah Guys, if you don't see me tomorrow, guys, I'm not call. alive Y'all stop now Her name is Angelica on. Camacho, she lives at No, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> If I'm gone tomorrow Wait, oh, well, I don't snitch or anything, but it was her no. that did it. If y'all want to see me tomorrow, bro. Bro, just call the police right now. Just yeah, be man. like, no, bro. Just be like, yo. If I'm gone. Fer yeah, federal uh, federal office. Yeah, yeah man. A Angie, whatever. Yep. It's Angie. She did it. Y'all know who it is. Whatever they said she did, she did that. She yep. <laughs> guilty and, as guilty as Angelica charged. Camacho, y'all know. It's Can her. you imagine something actually happens to you? People that actually believe it's me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's her. <laughs> yep. She did it. Mm -hmm. All right. Stop now. All right, let's keep going. Stop this bullying. <laughs> this is bullying, you guys. Yeah, I'm being bullied right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, didn't take the big Ed that they used to hang out with at the jury room seriously. He advised Kemper to contact them later. Kemper did, but again was met with disbelief and assumed to be a prank. Kemper called yet again it. and urged them to send Detective Luffy, who had recently been to his mother's home to confiscate his weapon, to return there to check and confirm his story. Kemper also confessed to killing the six co-ed students. Then he waited for the police to come and arrest him. Police rushed to the home of Kemper's mother and found the home undisturbed. There was no indication of the murder until they turned over his mother's mattress and found it soaked in blood. There was a cryptic note left by Kemper, which read, Not sloppy and incomplete, gents. Just a lack of time. I got things to do. Approximately 5.15 a.m. Saturday. No need for her to suffer anymore at the hands of this horrible, murderous butcher. It was quick, asleep, the way I wanted it. Ed Kemper was taken into custody. Thrilled by the notoriety of being a serial killer, once Kemper was apprehended, he began compulsively confessing. He provided long and detailed confessions that seemed unending to officers. He delighted in detailing to anyone who would listen, the crimes he committed, in chilling and graphic detail. Crimes so pathological, the officers were left disturbed. And with Kemper's arrest, police finally discovered why the co-ed killer had eluded them for so long. As he was hanging out with the police at the jury room, Kemper was observing their strategies relating to his case and gleaning how they planned to identify and catch him. That inside information gave him an upper hand in eluding them. They buy me a beer, I'd buy them a beer. Uh, casual relationships, but that was, I was poking around a little bit trying to find some things out. I knew they wouldn't be privy to hot information, but there were some things that were bothering me, like were there any speculations on how they were dying? Did the cops like you? Like I said, a friendly nuisance. I got in the way, and it was deliberate. Again, friendly nuisances are dismissed. Why did Kemper kill? Experts have concluded that all of Kemper's earlier killings were simply a symbolic rehearsal for killing his mother. Mm -hmm. And once he'd accomplished killing her, he no longer needed to kill. He will, and that's he why he turned himself it, in. Um, he will call it surrogates. He will call the girls that he killed surrogates for his mother, who was like his lure target. Oh, wow. It was yeah. all a practice run. Yeah. <laughs> practice. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he, he kind of like, uh, well, in... In this the series that I saw, it, he kind of like made it seem as if he was just mad that people were confusing his killings with the others, these other uh, serial killers guys that they were doing. Ah, so, the other two guys that were operating in that area yeah, at the time. Yeah, so he was like, okay, they're never going to catch me if I don't confess. And he kind of like called one of his friends, cop friends, and he was like, yeah, I, um, do you know those girls that you guys found, the bodies? That was me. And nobody believed him. Yeah, they laughed at him. They thought yeah. he was pranking them because yeah. he used to hang out with them. So... Yeah, <laughs> they fir the first time he called, they didn't take him seriously. Then he called again. That's when they finally yeah. said, "No, I'll go check out the house." Because it, w it was when when he started like describing how he did it. Yeah. that's when they they started to believe him. Okay, they were like, "What? what? It was what? They were like, "What? It was you? Yeah. Bro, it was cap. you? Come on, bro, stop, stop the, the cap. cap! Like, come on, man! Stop you brought me a Bud Light the other day. Yeah. Oh wait, no, nah, not nah, Bud Light because that's a part of the other. Yeah, beers are you tonight? <laughs> yeah, that's part of the ow. Yeah, that's part of the other team. Crazy, no, I though. mean, ow! <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep going. Kemper, on the other hand, claims his motives were different. When asked in an interview why he turned himself in, he claimed he sensed the police had found him out when Sergeant Alufi came to confiscate his gun. He figured they were playing a game of cat and mouse with him, and that they were fully aware he was the murderer. And so, to spare his mother the embarrassment of learning that he was the co-ed butcher, he claims he killed her, similar to what he stated in the cryptic note that he left. In a separate interview, however, Kemper claimed that the reason he turned himself in was that the original purpose was gone. It wasn't serving any physical, real, or emotional purpose. It was just a waste of time. Emotionally, 
I couldn't handle it much longer. I just said to hell with it and called it all off. On May 7, 1973, Kemper was charged with eight counts of first-degree murder. After learning of his detailed and exhaustive confession, Kemper's defense team had no defense options other than to plead not guilty by reason of insanity. Kemper's trial began on October 23, 1973. You got that Justin Bieber haircut. Three psychiatrists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> Selected by the court deemed Kemper to be legally sane. On November 8th, after just five hours of deliberation, the jury of six men and six women found Kemper guilty on all eight counts of first-degree murder. How Prior to sentencing, the judge asked Kemper what he thought his punishment should be. That was an easy question for Kemper, since he was easy moment since childhood. His response to the judge was that he felt that he should be tortured to death. Damn. But since there was a moratorium on capital punishment in California, Ed Kemper Pause. was sentenced to eight life sentences. I mean, W accountability, but he probably knew in the back of his mind that the yeah. death penalty was off the table. So he was like, you know, let me sound better. That was easy. He fantasized when he was a kid with games like the electric chair and the gas chamber. Because he will fantasize that he will get killed like that. Yeah. He's For him, killing was... <laughs> Kill hub in this case. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Gas chambers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're still on YouTube. Come on. Come on now. To be served concurrently. Edmund Kemper is serving out his prison term at the California Medical Facility State Prison at Vacaville, north of San Francisco. Not surprisingly, given Kemper's apparently likable personality wherever he goes, Kemper has been considered a model prisoner. And, ironically, given his crimes, he makes guards, prison staff, and inmates alike feel comfortable in his presence. At one point, he was in charge of scheduling inmates' appointments with psychiatrists. And he was also the coordinator of a project called The Blind Project, a nonprofit project to help blind inmates. Kemper voiced over 5,000 hours of narration for the project, resulting in hundreds of audiobooks. Since oh, wow. he's been in prison, Kemper has granted, and no doubt delighted in, pause, numerous in-depth interviews. Do me a favor, guys. Again, only 872 likes. Let's get 130 more likes so that we can hit 1,000 likes. We got 1,100 of y'all watching on YouTube, and then another 1,100 of you guys watching on Rumble. Literally 50% split down the middle. Either way, we appreciate you guys supporting. Uh, you don't got to send in a Rumble rant. You don't got to send in a Super Chat. You don't have to send in or join CastleClub.tv. But the only thing I ask is you like the video. And follow us on Rumble too, man. It's free. Support the channel, man. Mm. Another fun fact is that this guy, um, he will like to play with the interviewers or like the people that will, you know, have interviews with him. Because there were some interviews, well, the the interview will have like a panic button behind, uh, like under the table. Yeah. And he will play and will say, how, I wonder how long it will take the guards outside to to uh, to get here before I, I behate you and I take your head and I kill you here. Mm. It will take me literally like two minutes. You are 5'2", I'm 6'9", and he will play like that. You mess with them? Yeah. <laughs> This dude, yeah, he's like, screw it, y'all can't do nothing else to yeah. me. I already got life in here, and, and they can't kill me, so, yeah. yeah. There were some interviewers that got scared, and they will press the button, and they will cut, like, the time, how long it will take them, and they, like, the cops, yeah, they will take them, like, 30 minutes to get to the Yeah, room. yeah, I mean, in prisons, guys, yeah, because, you like, every door that you open needs to have another door closed yeah. for it to open, so it's very difficult to navigate through jails a lot of the times yeah. or prisons, so I'm not surprised. Uh, let's keep going. 
for documentaries and other productions covering his life and crimes. He's also been the subject of multiple books, movies, television miniseries, and even songs. He was the inspiration for the character of Buffalo Bill in the 1988 novel, Silence of the Lambs, and a number of others. And several songs have even been released that feature quotes or excerpts from his vast library of interviews. Kemper has also worked extensively with the FBI. In the 1970s, the FBI began a project where they would visit serial killers in prison to help them understand and identify them. Kemper was one of those killers. As a result of interviews during that era, FBI agents were able to identify some common serial killer characteristics and backgrounds that we had not known until that point, including that they typically torture animals as children. In one interview with Kemper, reporter Robert Ressler recalled a terrifying encounter that occurred during his third interview with Kemper at Vacaville Prison. Ressler had already had two previous visits with Kemper, where he was accompanied by at least one other person. But on this third visit, Ressler felt that he had established a rapport with Kemper, so he decided to interview him alone. They spoke in a tiny locked cell near death row for four hours. Then, once they concluded their talk, Ressler pressed a very audible buzzer to summon a guard to come let him out. But no one came. So Ressler continued to talk. After a few minutes passed, Ressler pressed the buzzer again. No response. A full 15 minutes later, when there was still no appearance from the guard, Ressler pressed the buzzer again. Still, no response. Ressler tried to remain as calm-looking and unconcerned about the lack of response as he possibly could. But Kemper quickly picked up on his reaction and commented, Relax, they're changing the shift, feeding the guys in the secure area. Kemper then smiled and stood up, re-revealing his enormous size to Ressler. Then he added, Might be 15, 20 minutes before they come and get you. Ressler panicked, but tried not to show it. Kemper continued, If I went in here, you'd be in a lot of trouble, wouldn't you? I could screw your head off and place it on the table to greet the guard. Realizing that Kemper was completely correct, Ressler tried to fill what seemed like an eternity with talking and bluffing. He told Kemper that he'd be in deep trouble if he messed with him. Kemper responded, What could they do? Cut off my TV privileges? Ressler threatened long-term solitary confinement. But Kemper shrugged the threat off and reasoned that whatever period of solitary he would get would pale in comparison to the prestige he gained in prison from killing an FBI agent. Ressler was now in full-on panic mode, but he tried to remain composed. He reflected on how dumb he'd been to decide to interview Kemper alone, suddenly realizing that he'd fallen victim to Stockholm Syndrome, where victims begin to identify with their captors, then trust them as a result. Despite having been the chief instructor for hostage scenarios, Ressler found that he had fallen victim to the very condition that he taught others to look out for. His mind raced to determine his next move. He decided to continue the number one strategy for hostage scenarios, talk. So he said to Kemper, Surely, you don't think I'd come in here without some method of defending myself, do you? Kemper replied, Don't get me, Wrestler. They wouldn't let you up here with any weapons on you. He was right, of course. Wrestler verbally sparred back and forth with Kemper to both buy time and allow himself to regain his composure. And then finally, a guard arrived. From then on, it became FBI policy to never allow an agent to interview a convicted killer, rapist, or child molester alone. In 2015, 42 years Pause. into his sentence, Kemper suffered a stroke. Yeah, you can never, uh, yeah, that's just bad practice to interview anybody by yourself. You always want a witness so that you have someone else that can testify to what was said. And then nowadays, right, you interview and you use a recorder as well. So, but yeah, I mean, that was foolish. I mean, you never want to, I mean... Number one, you want to be in shape so that, you know, someone, this is why it's so important to, like, yeah. always be in shape and shit. Like, I would, I would. I don't bro, think it even being in shape, I mean, six, nine, three hundred Yeah, six, pounds. nine to eighty, yeah, you you want somebody else in there with you. You don't want to be an idiot, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is why it's important to have some combat training, et cetera, because a lot of tall guys can't necessarily fight, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, yeah, that, that was an L on his part. He should have definitely had a partner with him. But it is what it is. 1970s were different.
What else? Let's keep going. This brought his volunteer efforts with the Blind Project to an end, and resulted in him being declared mentally disabled. In 2019, he was said to be, at least partially, confined to a wheelchair, doesn't bathe, and has essentially given up on life. He's generally in very poor health, suffering from diabetes, heart problems, and other ailments. Kemper was first eligible for parole in 1979. His parole would be denied that year, as well as in subsequent hearings every year until 1982. Between 1985 and 2017, Kemper would come up for nine more parole hearings, four of which he waived his right to, and the remaining five of which resulted in his parole being denied. At his 1988 hearing, once he was denied, Kemper stated, Society is not ready in any shape or form for me. I can't fault them for that. And at his 2007 denial, the prosecutor stated, We don't care how much of a model prisoner he is because of the enormity of his crimes. Kemper's next eligible parole date will be in 2024, at which time he'll be 76 years old. Aside from the heinousness of this case, one finding that sticks with us the most is a statement by Kemper that seems to be common among serial killers and general criminals alike, similar to Josef Fritzl, who recommended checking the basements of other fathers. And that is that for every one of them that's caught, there are many, many of them that are not. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. Can you say how many people might be doing crimes like you were doing? It would be a guess, but it's not. It's far more than 35. It isn't that impossible in this society. It happens. Are there more people? They didn't give up. Uh, how he, many? she didn't give up. I did. I came in out of the cold. And what I'm saying is there are some people who prefer it in the cold. In the end, the question that many have is the classic one of nature versus nurture. Was Ed Kemper born to kill? Or did his upbringing, environment, and experiences groom him to kill? The ongoing debate among scientists, criminologists, and psychologists is which one plays the larger role in the making of a serial killer, genetics, or environment. But what experts do agree on is that Kemper is a classic sociopath. Yeah. Everything's all about him. He feels no guilt. He has no compassion whatsoever. But what of that? Was he born a sociopath? Is it his fault that he's that way? It's a contentious debate. We want to hear what you think. But before you comment, we'll leave you with one statement from Kemper himself, where he shared, I need to believe that something in me is salvageable. So, what are your thoughts? Was he born that way? Or do you think that if he had not been exposed to the gruesome and brutal crime details at Atascadero, that his murders would have stopped there? Or maybe, if he had not returned to living with his mother? We hope this video did justice to all the victims of Ed Kemper's heinousness. Please share your thoughts in the comments. And if you like this video, please Pause. do us a favor uh, and hit- Mo, let's, do, let's run a poll. Uh, for the audience. Guys, do you think serial killers are made from nature or nurture? Let's throw, no, uh, throw always, a poll up. I think it always depends on the killer. Yeah, but I want to see what the audience thinks. What, what do you want, think what, about Ed What do you Kemper, think how, plays a bigger role in general? Um, but yeah, and we'll see. And then, and then, and then, uh, was, actually, yeah, let, yeah, let's say and serial killers, We should we do it for Ed Kemper in general? I will, I will say Ed Kemper because this is too general. Yeah, let's do big. it for Ed Kemper in general. I will, I will say that he was born to kill. You think he was born to kill? Yeah. You don't think it was the nurture? No. You don't think it was messed up background? No. He, I, I mean, definitely helped, but since he had this like, this he he he's had these needs since he was a kid, I will say he was like born to kill. Mm. It was something within him that. You know, Poll's coming up on YouTube, uh, guys, here. And you guys will have to do the poll on, I think, I don't think Rumble will allow us to do a poll. So, yeah, come on over to YouTube, guys, and do the poll. And we got 955 likes on here on YouTube, guys. Do me a favor and please like the video so we can hit 1,000. Um, crime scene photos? 
You want me to show them? Well, no, no, no. We'll, we could give Mo the link and we'll show them on screen. Okay. But we'll have to go to Rumble only to do it. Are they that violent? Uh, it's I, like because there are so many uh, photos that they might link it to Ed Kemper, but it's not really him. I just found like the real one. It's his mom. It's his mom's head. It's his mom's head? Yeah. He cut the head off? Man, he cut the head off and he masturbated with the head. With the mom? Yeah. Oh. Okay, that wasn't in the documentary. There is there. It wasn't in the documentary. I missed. I probably missed no, it. No, he didn't. No, no, there no. They didn't word, mention in that. No. There is a word that they use for the practice of what he Here, did. Let me let me see the head real fast. You want to see the head? Yeah, let me see, mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll see if we can show this or whatever. Let's uh, don't don't tilt it. Yeah, tilt it this way. Okay. Let me see here. Oh Lord! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> um, uh, trying to find a word that it reminds you. I think it is. It's too crazy, bro. All right. And he did the same with his mom's friend too, but he didn't masturbate with the head. He masturbated with the body without the head. Uh, damn, bro. No wonder he ain't gonna get no pro, bro. El son. Um, let's see here. What uh, what's the poll saying, bro? All right. Was just made Ed Kemper's serial killing urges natured or nurtured? Let's see what y'all oh, think. Oh, it's Irumatio. What he did is Irumatio. But don't look it up. Don't don't search that on Google. Yeah, don't don't do that. Um, let's see here. We got uh, we got the poll going right now. Okay, you don't want to show it. Uh, yeah. Because I don't want to see this. Like, I can take it off. Yeah. Well, we'll send the link to Mo on uh the Telegram chat so that he can have it. Um, let's see here. I saw seventy-two percent for nurtured. It looked like Mo. What what are we looking like? Yeah, it looks like it's be it's seventy percent nurtured. Yeah, he had a messed up upbringing. Uh, um, Mo, let's um, let's read some of the rants and the chats that came through that we might have missed. And shout out to all you guys subscribing to the channel. One second. Yeah, I got this. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you the picture. Uh, you're going to see it because I'm not going to send you the link. Um, so beware that I'm sending you the picture. Uh, love the recent changes to the show. Adding Mo and moving Angie to the desk with some great changes. W Fed, W Angie Gaines. Appreciate that, bro. Um, work, uh, world's coolest nerd goes, I stopped watching WWE after CM Punk left. Uh, then WWE fumbled the push of Dolph Singler as uh, was go gonna start watching the AEW whenever I got time, especially when CM Punk joined. Uh, um, I was still watching it because, especially, I was a big uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is actually my current favorite right now. Um, CM Punk, it, it was hard to see him leave because I know his biggest issue was the fact that he just wanted to close out WrestleMania. It doesn't matter whether he won or lost. I think he should have closed out of WrestleMania. He deserved, CM Punk definitely deserved that. Um. Oh yeah, fun with the push of Dolph Ziggler, and I—I I already know you're probably talking about that Survivor Series where Dolph Ziggler was the sole survivor on that Survivor Series, and that was the best time to push Dolph Ziggler. And uh, but you know yeah. what we'll do because you guys have been asking for this, we'll probably do a wrestling um podcast on CastleClub.tv. 
we'll do a wrestling one for y'all and we'll like react to clips and shit like that because we'll be able to do that without getting hit with copyright over there you know what I mean? Oh, and we're gonna do um, fresh and fade. We're gonna do the sandwich contest for the girls. So. The what? Sandwich. Oh, sandwich contest. Yes, Ooh. yes, we are gonna do we're a sandwich contest. Yes, so sir. And you'll get the condiments and be the sandwich judge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so the guys. Uh, and what I'll, else we I'll, got here? I'll definitely be the judge. Oh yeah, we know that. Uh, we got Johnny Silver and goes. We need to bring back mental hospitals. Yikes, dude, be wilding out like Nick Cannon and crew. Yeah, he was going crazy. Um, Death Song goes, I'm a junior in high school with a good grades and you've inspired me to become a special agent. What should I major in during college and do you have any tips for me? Um, intern and major in accounting, bro. Major in accounting. That'll help you. Uh, what else do we got here? And stay, stay clean. Don't do no drugs. Don't hang out with idiots. Uh, keep your nose clean, bro. And you'll be able to get into law enforcement. Nose clean. Keep the nose clean. Oh. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm having a great time listening to no, to Mo laughing. And that's from Kim Pop. Thanks, Kim Pop. I appreciate oh, that. Uh, nerd again. Maybe he wasn't trying to strangle them with his fingers. Maybe he wanted her to smell his fingers. You know what they say. Two in the pink and one in the stink. <laughs> All right. What, is, what does that mean? Don't worry. Uh, I'll tell you on Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Black Vet, Big Mo, record your demon laugh and use it as a sound effect. <laughs> Fatality. All right. What else do we got here? Um, uh, anything else? Well, we got to wait a rumble for the others. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Um, oh, the rumble rants are crazy? Yeah. Okay. And because right, uh, some of our. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So that is going to do it for the YouTube portion of the podcast. If you guys want to go ahead and enjoy the rest of the podcast, we got some crime scene photos, some commentary, and some crazy rumble rants over there that are not safe. Come on over right now, guys. Rumble.com slash FedReacts, actually. Uh, we'll throw the link in there. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, come on over to uh, Rumble right now. I don't Let's think it's going to be that bad. but rumble. Yeah, but we, we're playing. Honestly, I don't think it would, it, it's bad that we're, we would get banned off YouTube, but we're playing it safe here, guys, because, you know, it is what it is. They don't they, they hate us, so it we're going to go over to Rumble anyway, so we're just playing it safe. I don't think it, it would violate gu guidelines, but come on over to Rumble, guys. You guys know what time it is, a.k.a. Let's get ready to Rumble! <laughs> All right, one come on second, over. One second. And like the video, guys. Love y'all.